Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, who are handing out $1 million in giveaways on Super Bowl Sunday. All you need is a verified Underdog account to be eligible. So sign up for Underdog Fantasy and see if you win this Sunday. Underdog Fantasy, don't forget to use promo code 1010XL. Attention, attention. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time, that's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL prime time. Featuring Joe C, Matt Hayes, big asses, no. big thighs, yeah, Mia O'Brien, bent over and let it happen, and Leon Searcy. So they were smelling themselves. Oh. How you like me now? How you like me now? Good to reach Friday of any work week. It's good to reach Friday, and it's good to be out and about. Players Grill Mandarin. You know, you put in your time. Monday through Thursday, you work your tail off. Now half of Friday is gone, and you're ready to rock and roll. It is Super Bowl weekend, and we are here at Players Grill Mandarin, where the neighborhood meets right here on San Jose Boulevard. We'd love to see you drop on by, and of course, you can make this place your Super Bowl headquarters. But just specifically for today, how about this? National Pizza Day, and they crank out some pretty good pizza. Big Sirs, I think you might. I'm thinking whether you or Coach Campbell, somebody ordered the pizza the last time we were in here. Uh, I think that was Coach. Yeah, and it landed on the menu, mm-hmm. and excellent pizza. So they got 50% off all specialty pizzas today at all the locations, which is here, Miramar and Oakley, for National Pizza Day. And, look, they name a lot of things National Days. The ones I pay attention to are National Wing Day. National Donut Day mm-hmm. and National Pizza Day, I, and, and I might, I might National Beer Day, but that's every day to me. Uh, but <laughs> good opportunity to come in here, fifty percent off, and celebrate. We got all sorts of things to celebrate, mm-hmm. including our prop bets as we finish up. But just to follow Jaguars today, as we were talking about the idea of so many people picking the Kansas City Chiefs, we will definitely dig into that. We're minus Matt Hayes today; he is MIA having the day off. But we got Coach Campo slipping in a little bit later on with more of his Super Bowl. Intel. Of course, Big Sir's playing in the game, his Super Bowl intel. But let's start with last night. And I don't know what I expected, but when they dropped the curtain and unveiled uh, the inductees, a half dozen of them into the Hall of Fame, I was just bummed out for Freddie. Uh, we all knew it was going to be an uphill climb, but mm-hmm. just the simple fact that there were a couple of surprises in Pat Willis and Andre Johnson. So what did you yeah. think when you saw? Well, I, here's the thing, and I was talking to me about this off the air. Initially, mm-hmm. I was bummed out because Freddie's a teammate of mine. I think he's even he's more deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But then I saw the guys that were up there, and I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem problem with the guys that were up there you know you're talking about Reggie you're talking about Andre Johnson you're talking about Patrick Willis Julius Peppers you're talking about Devin Hester Devin Hester who else was it up there um Dwight Freeney Dwight Freeney those guys like that so I mean when I saw the guys that they picked I didn't have a problem you know it's almost like that every year Mm -hmm. but then you wait you're hoping so you're hoping so dearly that you know someone you know goes in the Hall of Fame but then when you see the guys that go in you say oh okay I I didn't have a problem all rightfully all those who were rightfully deserving to get into the Hall of Fame it just sucks that Fred didn't get in when I thought that this was probably his best opportunity to get in there so we did do the math yesterday. The good news is that Frank Gore is not eligible for another two years. So not mm-hmm. this next cycle, but the following cycle. Adrian Peterson not eligible until the cycle after that. And so there's a good chance, besides perhaps Marshawn Lynch crashing the party next year, that Fred would be the only running back on the ballot mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the problem is, is that you have names like Eli Manning entering the fray next mm-hmm. year. Is he a Hall of Famer? I mean, I've seen so many people on our social channels saying that Fred is in the Hall of Very Good. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I'm not sure. 
couldn't couldn't, couldn't you and, make the same argument for old, old Eli? Dare, well, dare I say that? Dare I say that? The one thing about Eli Manning is that he threw a bunch of touchdowns. He also threw a bunch of picks. I mean, he threw yeah. a ton of picks. And there was a lot of times in his career where he was either mediocre or slightly above average. But just to the name alone, Hall of Fame, two of the greatest throws in Super Bowl history. Two yeah. of them, not the top two. And two rings. But David Tyree, the greatest catch, you might argue. Mm-hmm. You could throw Julian Edelman's in there, Santonio Holmes in there. I'm sure we can come up with some other ones. But that also means something when we're plus, talking plus, Hall of Fame. Plus he has the name Manning, which has you pedigree. Better, that's famous, too. <laughs> he has pedigree. You know, absolutely has pedigree. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, pl- listen, those two teams that he played on, I mean, they beat Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, did you did you see the uh, there was something he was mocking Tom Brady in one commercial where he was ra- he was he was um, he was oh it was rapping. the rap at Pro Bowl he was the rap at the Pro Bowl yeah. where he said uh, something about Tom Brady and then he said psych I I, I know it's just funny yeah uh, you got to go look it up I can't re- I can't repeat it I can't re- uh, remember it verbatim but uh, it was kind of funny. yeah maybe JJ can find it we'll yeah, play yeah, that now funny. as far as music goes you at least segued into the chance that uh, our listeners today we always go with big hair heavy metal I was trying to figure out a way to work Toby Keith into it today I think mm. I'll just salute him later but in the interest of rock and roll uh, JJ just let us know because we're gonna be playing a bunch of welcome to Rockville music and we have multiple pairs of tickets to give away correct yes three Three pair. All right. Did you see how see how excited he was when he said that? Yes, three. All right. Welcome to Rockville. That's because he's yeah. back at Ten Ten XL World Headquarters while we're about to chow down on some fantastic pizza and Bam Bam shrimp and fried pickles here at Players. Is it Grill. Bam Bam or Bang Bang? Bam Bam. It's it is Bam Bam. Yeah, it is Bam yeah, Bam. Okay. Bam. All right. Cool. I like that. A little Bang bit of Bang. A, bam Bam. Yeah. A little variation awesome. because you, you go to other places. It's Bang Bang. But. The Welcome to Rockville Festival taking place at Daytona International Speedway, and we will be giving you a chance whenever we hear. It's not like it's going to be the cue to call. We will tell you when you're doing it, but we'll be playing a bunch of artists off of the Welcome to Rockville uh, group of bands. Get in on the conversation with us. 641-1010 is the number to reach us on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Already some of you unsolicited have been coming at us bringing the heat Leon, are you ready for some of these Pro Football Hall of Fame takes? Bring it. So apparently this morning our good friend Jeff Prosser came on the drill. And said something to the tune of, if Devin Hester couldn't get on the field at his position, how is he a Hall of Famer? 910 expands on that, saying, the 17 return touchdowns sounds great, but take a step back and think about that. We're putting 17 touchdowns in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but yes, 17 amazing touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I His agree box with office. You. See, I my, mean, you can't take that away from him. He's my box thing, office. Right, my thing, right, correct. My thing with Devin Hester is that, Akin to, if we want to bring it to basketball, and we talk about Steph Curry, and the three-point shot had been around. Return touchdowns were a thing. Mm-hmm. But he changed the importance of it. He changed how, a whole, how an entire generation approached it. And I would argue the same could be said for Devin Hester. Name me a return man that when you think returner, pre-Devin Hester, pre-the Super Bowl in, what was it, 2006, 2005? Yeah. Can you give me somebody who that is what they were known for? There were guys that were dynamic. Yeah. You had Billy White Shoes Johnson, who was the, probably the, the original guy that was just yeah. super, super dynamic. You had Dante Hall. You yeah, had Dion. Yeah, Eric yeah. Metcalf. Dion. Remember Eric Metcalf? Metcalf. Yeah. Eric yeah. Metcalf, yeah, he was too. Good. And so yeah. there were some that were really great. But, and this is the argument, and I don't mind Prosser's argument at all yeah. because it's one that we've had – with XL primetime when we talk about it because, you, come on, give me a break. How much did he impact the game when he only touches the ball X number of times? But it's his position, and he's the greatest at it. At least that's the way I think the Hall of Fame voters are looking at it. Quote, the greatest returner in NFL history. So here's what he had. 
He had records for the most punt returns for touchdowns, special teams touchdowns with 20. Five kickoffs, 14 punts. So it's actually 19, and then one missed field goal. I don't know exactly how that played pick out. Six. Yeah, pick yeah, it was six. a pick six. Yeah, 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 pick yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. So the missed field. Okay, that's how they at least statted it. Mm. Missed field goal, and then he was able to take it back. So that's a total of 20. And so, from the position alone, four-time Pro Bowler at that particular yeah. position. Yeah, and we always hear this well, classic I mean, line: "It's three phases, right, Leon?" Absolutely, three phases <laughs> of the game. And you got to ask yourself when it comes to a particular player, whether it be offense, defense, special teams. Mm-hmm. Who, who are you game planning against? All right, you, when you go into in there, if you're offensive team, offensive side of the ball, and you're looking at a defense, you got a game plan against LT. Yeah. Because if you don't block him, you don't neutralize him, he wrecks shop. Or if you're on the defense side of the ball, you say to yourself, uh, Jerry Rice, we got to find a way to game plan him because if you don't bracket him, he's going to light you up. Devin Hester, he could be in that equation as well. When you go in the special teams, I guarantee you those special team coaches, when they put that film on and they see that guy, we're going to do one of two things. We're going to kick the ball away from him, yeah. kick it outside, kick it out of bounds, or we're going to kick it to him. And, and you know those count as what I always yeah. like to describe as sudden change plays. You're talking either flipping the field, you're talking mm-hmm. forcing a turnover, the sack, whatever it might be, taking them out of field goal range. You can come up with in your own mind what your sudden change plays are, but a sudden change play, and let's just bring it back to the Jags. When they were in position to win football games, Jamal Agnew at times had a hell of a lot to do with it because mm-hmm. he was able to bring the ball back when they needed it most to midfield or whatever the case might be. Obviously, Hester in an, in an entirely different uh aura when it comes to this but but the point is the sudden change well, plays that you're talking about setting well, yourself up it was the same thing when he was at miami to be quite honest with you mm-hmm. i mean he had all this amazing talent uh speed agility you know good coordination uh I, you know eye hand eye coordination able to see the field able to maneuver through holes and uh, there holes are there holes are not there and he couldn't get on the field he couldn't get on the field at miami he couldn't get on the field offensively he couldn't get on the field defensively but do you he, remember who, he was a dime, he was a dime he was a jewel right. when it came to special teams. Do you remember who might have been in front of him, keeping him off the field oh, as far as receiver? Because it's, it's kind of funny if you say this is the number of years that he was in the National Football League, eleven yeah. seasons. The number of years he was at the U, four years at Miami, I believe, and yeah. and he can't win that position. There, yeah. there is an argument well, yeah, to be I mean, made there. That would be a ringing indictment against him on either side of the ball. There's someone that that dynamic, you know, of yeah. a runner. Can't be a DB, can't be a safety, can't be a wide receiver. But special teams, he can dominate. So. Yeah, and, and at the same time, when you take a look at guys like another member of the U that got into the Pro mm-hmm. Football Hall of Fame last night, Andre Johnson, and at the University of Miami, and then obviously when he was uh, in a Texas uniform or, or in the National Football League, the guy dominated. And so there were good guys in front of him. But just back to Devin Hester here real quick. At the U, he had, let's see here, finished with six return touchdowns, including three in, in, in one season. So, he, look, we know who he is. Mm-hmm. Is Ray Guy the most important guy on a football team? No, not necessarily. Is Lou Groza? Well, he scored points, and the other guy puts you back or, or, or pinned other teams deep. So they're being recognized for their specific uh, talent. One of our nooners says, if we're putting best at their position in the Hall of Fame, where are the long snappers and the third down running backs? <laughs> um, I, listen, 
Let's start the campaign. We already did the Ross Matisic to the yeah, Pro Bowl, sure. to the All-Pro List campaign, and that worked. Maybe we just need XL Primetime to get on the podium <laughs> and start banging it and screaming, put the long snapper in the Hall of Fame, and maybe he'll get in. I'm a Joey Zelinka guy from back in the day, but he did not get the recognition that Matisic's getting right now. Uh, uh, Dempsey texted in Mel Gray, and that's another great return guy. Yeah. So, so you, you have to think of the guys that when you're talking about the biggest moments in your NFL memory, your 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 football life if those guys pop i don't know what the actual litmus test is when they announced the guys last night i looked at pat willis and i am thinking an incredibly gifted football player talented mean smart all that stuff but he also stepped away a little early he falls in that category he could have played longer but he was i don't know smart about it he said it's time for me to go i didn't realize how many yeah. Pro Bowls and All-Pro. Oh, my gosh, gosh that guy. Five-time five yeah. All-Pro, oh, okay. first-team All-Pro, and seven Pro Bowls was he in defensive eight, rookie eight of the year? seasons. He and he was Defensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. And All I remember, he was a tackling machine. Yeah. Absolute di- dynamo as far as getting after the – and, getting and, up to the running back and the quarterback. And by the way, was he? Well, he was Ole Miss, right? He was Ole Miss. So yeah, I'm trying to think: is there a, is there another Ole Miss player already in the Hall of Fame? Is uh, I have to go back and think about this. Archie in in the Hall Archie, of Fame. Archie's got to be in the yeah, Hall of Fame. I don't I know. Why. I'm trying to think about that right now. Anyway, the only reason I bring it up is because Miami now has a total of 11 in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, mm. and not counting Jimmy. Uh, well, actually, I wonder if they do Jimmy's count him. Jimmy's ours, but go ahead. You can get yeah, him. I wonder <laughs> if they do count him that way. I don't think they do. Because, but the bottom line is, is Florida only has Emmett and Jack, and, and, and you guys are a- adding them up left and right. And so I wonder how many from, from Ole Miss, because the Eli argument will come up next year, and Eli obviously has a chance, uh, a very good chance, to make it into the Hall of Fame. So from the ACC annals, 52. Annals, not annals, by the yeah, way, exactly. J.J. LaSalva. Exactly. From the annals of the uh, any coast conference or all coast conference, 52 former greats of the ACC's current 14 schools, they had to add that in, uh, have been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Miami leading the way with 11 selections. That's pretty good when you yeah. think about the great ones that have come through there. Dwight Frenny plays at Syri- played at Syracuse, mm-hmm. and they get to count him now. I in, think it's in interesting ACC. that Devin Hester has been the most controversial name. I've seen debated mm-hmm. online, debated on the text line. Maybe it's Jeff Prosser riling up the natives. I'm not sure. Um, but that's the one that I've seen question. Leon, you and I were talking about it before we came on the air. Andre Johnson getting it over Reggie Wayne was a surprise to you. It was. Why? It was a surprise to me because I, I thought virtually that the st- statistics were pretty similar. All right. And Reggie's got a ring. <laughs> you know, Reggie, Reggie played went, on the better team. He played on the better team. Now, Andre Johnson, he was all the good that the Texans had for a very, very, very long time until a J.J. Watt came around. And he played there for a very long time with some very bad quarterbacks. But he still, he still stood out. Mm-hmm. But Reggie Wayne was on with Peyton Manning and Dallas Clark and Marvin Harrison and putting up 40 points, 40 points a game. I, I just thought Reggie was a sure end since he's had to wait so long. I was a little surprised Andre Johnson went in before. I, I, Knowing I keep, that Reggie's got the ring. Yeah, I keep going back to my Isaac yeah. Bruce v. Torrey Holt, Marvin yeah. Harrison v. Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. and that's why they're kind of being pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Very Good is, is, is where they may end up or may be permanently. Uh, but Andre Johnson was the man. He was the dude. He was. Uh, and, and when you go back and look, and by the way, Miami numbers average 20 yards per catch. Mm-hmm. 20 yards per catch. Now, again, that was – 
with every bit of good that he had around him at the U compared to what he had uh, at Houston. Seven-time Pro Bowler. Seven-time Pro Bowler, 1,000 catches, 70 touchdowns. Let me ask you this. Does Andre Johnson get in if the Texans aren't having this nice little renaissance with C.J. Stroud? I, I do think – I've been – I don't know how many Just because remember, I, I want to continue been, been my saying, theory yeah, of – I've been saying Andre Johnson's a Hall of Famer. No, and I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. But is that the little push he needs to get over the finish line? Because uh, I said it about John Lynch with the 49ers being the GM, them being in the Super Bowl. His name is relevant which is why I know Jaguar fans are upset because they feel like with the Pivot podcast, Fred's name should be relevant. But I have to remind you that those men voting in that room, and yes, I said those men, um, they don't listen to the Pivot, most of them at least. Um, so, so that's where I think the Texans having this renaissance, at the very least. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And it says, oh, right, Andre Johnson. I forgot yeah. he's been a finalist for how many years in a row. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't hurt. It, but, but this guy, like we said, he dominated at his position on his football he team. He did, absolutely. It, I mean, I had the same argument when Baselli when, when wasn't getting in. I said because all this bad in Jacksonville, all this losing in Jacksonville, it takes away from the attention that he should rightfully deserve as, in his era where he dominated. Now, yeah. I'm not sure if we were winning when Baselli went in. I think we made a coaching change. Was it Doug's first year when Baselli got Yes, it was Doug's in? first year. Doug's first year yep. when he went into the Hall of Fame. So, I mean. Well, it was on the heels of the urban debacle. It was. So, the Jags I, were very I, much in the national conversation. Yes, we absolutely were. So, I mean, I, 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 I was saying that when Baselli wasn't getting in all those years, I said because all this bad in Jacksonville doesn't help him. It does absolutely doesn't help them. So I mean, until I, it's the ultimate like rock bottom, and then everybody's yeah, just talking about yeah, you because of the chaos. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man, maybe maybe the Texans going in the playoffs. I mean, Andre Johnson's more than deserving, but doesn't it doesn't hurt that the national attention came back to Houston? All right, well let's let's bring up one other Houston Texans tom- topic while we're on it. Uh, rookie of the year on the offense, rookie of the year on the defense, uh, and they moved, made a power move by moving up to get Will Anderson, but we know this much. They got C.J. Stroud. They found their quarterback. They got a guy immediately that impacted the defensive side of the ball. There are plenty of other players that have been mentioned as far as making plays for them this year. That's why they made it uh, two two rounds deep into the postseason. Uh, they're not just a problem on the offensive side. Will Anderson going to be a problem on the defensive side, too. Can I give you some solace, mm-hmm. Joe? Mm-hmm. Maybe this requires X-Files music, but I'm not so sure it does. Um, do you remember who the offensive and defensive rookie of the year were last year? Last year? No. Uh, my memory is uh, a pitcher deep. I can't remember too okay. much. Do you remember, Leon? Uh, last year, I have no idea. Uh, how about Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. of the New York Football Jets on mm-hmm. offense? Yeah. And saw. It. And yeah. Sauce Gardner. Yeah, both on the Jets. Of the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good call. But it How'd that work out for them? Yeah. Well, but again, now think about this, Mia. This is long-term stuff, yeah, okay? No, just, just because you yeah. go from one year of good, and they right. were recognizing the players. Yep. And by the way, the Jets stunk last year, too. Let's not forget that. Right. They just recognized them, and maybe even by default, because the Trayvon Walkers of the world, the number one overall pick, wasn't doing a whole hell of a lot. I didn't give it to Aiden Hutchinson it, either. Continue. Yeah, uh, yeah same thing. But, but Sauce was, was the guy who got yeah. it. But it does not guarantee success. I just know this. Inside the AFC South, 
C.J. Stroud, we know, is going to be a problem. He's already proven that to us. And then you look at the other side of the ball, and now you've got pieces that they will build around. That, that's my only point. Uh, the two number one overall picks here, and neither one of them were rookies of the year. Uh, and so, you, you well, at the very least, you've got the early building blocks. Well, here's the interesting thing I want to ask Jacksonville. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I yep. think it's a good well, question. What are you going to do about it? Yep. Well, what are you going to do about it? Because we could turn our head and say, oh, you know, you know we'll be fine. Or – you can move a chess piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see C.J. Stroud, you see Will Anderson, and they win these awards. Yeah, it, there's no need to panic, but what's going to be your reaction to yep. it? Yeah. Uh, that's, what I, that's why I'm interested to see what they're going to do in the draft and free right. agency. There you go. How, how, right. how are you going to answer the fact that right. this team has strategically stole your thunder? Yeah, because I wanted to make sure that you said you want to ask Jacksonville. You're asking Trent yeah. Balky this. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do about it? Good. Right. Well, it's, it's, you don't yeah. dismiss it. You don't dwell on it either. No. What do you do about it? But, but there needs to be a reaction to it, towards mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They, yeah. Stole, they stole your thunder. They stole your division. They stole your luster. <laughs> How you gonna, what are you going to do about it? Dude, you are not wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, hey. and, and, and honestly, I'm directing it probably number one at Trent Baalke, but then I'm directing it at Doug and I'm directing it at the team mm-hmm. because every – layer of this franchise shares in this that's the team that came up and and I think you described it beautifully uh and and bluntly but that is what it's that's what it every single year if you're on top someone's coming after you and they went from worst to first yeah I mean I I just know that there was a reaction when TC was here when I was playing with TC the team to beat was Pittsburgh yeah and we, w- we would see them, first year I was here, see Pittsburgh win a division, even though we made the playoffs. So there was a reaction to the fact that we were going to do whatever we needed to do to topple the Steelers. Yeah. Now, taking me away from them, that was a start. That was a building block. Weaken them, strengthen Weaken, you. Absolutely. Yeah. And year after year, then when we started winning the division, because the, the division is the quickest way to the playoffs, first and foremost. So once we took the division from them, we knew that we had this. So Jacksonville's got to see this is right now. This team poses the deepest threat to you, so there's got to be a puncher's reaction yeah. to you get hit in the mouth. 100%, man. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Now, I have to ask a question. We're at Players Grill Mandarin. Uh, you guys want to come in, celebrate a little Super Bowl early, Super Bowl Sunday. You can make sure that you're here or partying with them by putting your wing order in, your order for wings. You can put it in today uh, at playersgrill.com. You can drop on by, enjoy the specialty pizzas, 50% off all specialty pizzas at all the Players Grill locations in honor of National Pizza Day. And then tonight uh, here at Mandarin, Big Engine performing live beginning at 8 o'clock. It's all part of everything that they do at all their Players Grill. They like to create that neighborhood feel. Now I have to ask a question to you two. Uh, John Party, who's setting us up here, do you think he partied too much last night? Do you think he's a little hungover? Do you see our, our YouTube stream? Are yeah, we- but are you looking up at the big TVs okay, here and how trying- great it looks? Okay, it does look good. I'm just trying to make I was sure about to send that to. I was doing. about to send that to 1010XL all. Party? Yeah. No, Joe, yeah. let me actually answer this yeah. for you. Yeah. You want to know what Party was doing? I don't know what he's doing. What Party was doing, I want you all to go to 1010XL's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever <laughs> your choice is. Party knocked it out of the ballpark with this week's Guggen Hoops. Yeah. You're going to want to go listen to it. Shout out to our boy, Robert Piccarello in Middleburg. Mm -hmm. Heart condition, not cleared to play high school basketball. Mm. Was able to play, though, on his senior night. That's awesome. Homeboy dropped 12 points, hit four threes, including one at the buzzer. Nice. And uh, let's just say he took ET to school. So Party was editing that until 12.09 in the morning is when I got the final video cut from him. And uh, and then he was – 
at the station bright and early, so I will defend John Party. Right, that is good. why he forgot the iPad. But shout out to Spielberg who brought it. And so, yeah, hey, for right. what it's worth, though, this is the beauty of technology. Look how beautiful this yeah. shot looks right off of his iPhone. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, you I, don't I, even know. Yeah, I, do, I honestly, I'm looking. I I may be the one who's hammered right now because it does look like it's leaning uh, on me. The leaning tower of uh, the, not pizza but iPad. All right, let's get it going. Players grow Mandarin. We've got prop bets, uh, and then we will open up our prop shop with JJ back at the betting window where you can get in on our prop bet contest, and then we'll start throwing ours out a little bit later on. But remember, welcome to Rockville. Tickets up for grabs. You can drop on by here and say, hey, at Players Grill Mandarin. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. Letting it rock on a big hair heavy metal Friday, and it's a very special one at that. Not only are we hanging at Players Grill in Mandarin, not only is it National Pizza Day, more on that in just a second, but JJ has some Welcome to Rockville tickets to give away. Is this true, sir? We do. We'll be doing it all day. I have a pair right now of general admission four-day passes to Welcome to Rockville. May 9th through 12th. Tickets available now at welcometorockville.com or be call number four right now at 641-1010 and you'll be able to hear a band like the Foo Fighters. Yes. Yeah. And the Foo Fighters are headliners on Saturday and you've got uh, Greta Van Fleet that day. You've got Primus. You've got uh, the headliners, Motley Crue, Judas Priest, Anthrax on Thursday, Limp Biscuit falling in reverse on Friday, Foo Fighters, like we mentioned, then Sunday, Slipknot, Breaking Benjamin, uh, a lot of great bands. May 9th to the 12th down in Daytona. We, again, will have three pairs, or three four-packs, I should say, of tickets to give away throughout the duration of today's Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday program. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on the Superstation. We've had multiple folks reach out on the text line as well as in person. Uh, my favorite is we get set up here, Leon. Mm -hmm. Someone comes up to us and says, hey, where's Tommy? We're like, Tommy? Tommy is in Coach Campos' son? He'll be here any second. They're having lunch here in just a bit. Mm -hmm. No, Tommy Mack. We were listening. We thought he was coming. Yeah. We said, no, T Mack was back at 1010XL World Headquarters. Just XL primetime here from 12 to 3 at Players <laughs> Grill in Mandarin. But, hey, we appreciate you guys. Saw a couple of you who are on your way over here. So make sure you stop on by and say hi and you take advantage. This is just today. Just today, folks, because it is National Pizza Day at all Players Grill locations 50% off all of their specialty pizzas with a wood-fired oven right in the back. If you haven't had one, you're going to want to try it. So make sure you go to any of the Players Grill locations, Miramar, San Jose, Oakleaf, and they will have 50% off your pizzas. Big Engine is also performing live tonight here at 8 p.m. right here at the Mandarin location. And, of course, you can order online at playersgrill.com. Get the best wings where the neighborhood meets. So what's it going to take? To win the Super Bowl. You guys can hit the text line, 641-1010. Let us know what side you're on, what it's going to take, what do you think that X factor is on XL Primetime. We'd love to hear it. You can go to YouTube, search 1010XL. We are streaming live from inside Players Grill Mandarin, and you can hit us up there real easy with our chat there, right? This JJ? Is, yeah. This is the Yahoo pop-off What'd you say? I'm on the phone. Welcome. Sorry. Yeah, he's Taking welcome to Rockville. <laughs> All right, so anyway, all you got to do is go to YouTube, search Cincinnati, you can throw up a comment there. We'd love to hear it. Now, let me just give you some ideas of how great things have been in Kansas City. Remember, when they won four years ago, they hadn't won in 50 years, Leon. Yeah. It had been a half century <clears throat> between victories. It was actually 49 years between make, winning the Super Bowl, making it back to the Super Bowl. But I want to point out one very simple thing. 
these two teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs, were basically neck and neck for sucking back in 2013. This team was hiring a coach. This team was hiring a general manager. That team was basically doing the same thing. Andy Reid hired January 7th, 2013. Since then, 11 seasons, the Chiefs have not had a losing campaign. There is not another NFL team out there with an active streak of winning seasons longer than five years. That's a saucy. And Andy Reid has done what he's done in Kansas City from the moment he got there. Stepped off the plane, selected Eric Fisher number one overall, did the deal with Alex Smith, then got Pat Mahomes later. He has led his team to Super Bowls in four of the past five seasons after a half century of not I, I being mean, If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he run out of Philly? I yeah, mean, hadn't they had enough of his time, Andy Reid? His, yeah, his, time his, time his time was up. His time had passed. Yeah. He had taken them to, what, four straight NFC Championship games yep. in the Super Bowl? But that wasn't enough. You know, they moved on for him. So he was ran out of Philly and went to Kansas City. It's but incredible. It's incredible. And he, 11 straight years he's had a winning season. Mm-hmm. And that, that, but, see, that's, that's what building a culture, a culture of winning. Yeah. All right? I mean, you, you've, got to, you've got to set – you've got to – have the blueprint already there on what it is to win championship. Now it doesn't hurt to get Patrick Mahomes, but you got to remember when Patrick Mahomes came out at t- Texas Tech, he wasn't polished. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a polished quarterback. That's why that anecdote <laughs> from Alex Smith last week or two weeks ago about how Brett Veach and Reed came yeah. to him when Patrick was a freshman mm. and said, "This is the guy." Like mm. no one else in the country was saying that. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I've gone on the record. I when I was on <clears> First Coast News, I remember it was Mahomes's first year and uh, as a starter and obviously you know he goes on to win the MVP and comes up just a questionable call that obviously the rule change with overtimes and what have you um, from going to the Super Bowl and I said I covered a game in which Joel Lanning mind you who was asked to switch from quarterback to fullback because Iowa State and Matt Campbell brought in somebody else he had six touchdowns as a fullback and Texas Tech and Patrick Mahomes got routed by a three-win Iowa State Mm. And then he got drafted by the Chiefs and became arguably the greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this, the, if, for those of you, and I know Matt Hayes is off today, and I'm sure he would defend Cliff Kingsbury and what they were building at Texas Tech and the air raid, and you go back to that game where they played Baker Mayfield, and maybe the Big 12 was better back then. How many people realistically said, yes, Patrick Mahomes, that's, that's who we want to take number one overall? Well, I, how many teams actually said Well, how it? many quarterbacks went before him? Patrick Mahomes was what, the 10th player? Yes. Tenth, yeah. tenth, he was the 10th player picked in the NFL. Deshaun went in front of him. So it was, yeah. it was hey, look, what, two or three quarterbacks? I know Deshaun Trubisky went, in, went Trubisky two. Trubisky went two. And then Deshaun Sean went Washington eighth or ninth, eighth I think. Eighth or ninth right in front of him. I mean, I mean that's a tragedy in itself, to be quite right. honest with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. Deshaun Jackson is who he is, but he's no Patrick Mahomes. He's absolutely no Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes – is is going in? I mean, this game, and I, I saw this earlier or last night. Do you know that in seven years, Patrick Mahomes could be a three-time champion and a two-time MVP, and it, that's rare air. Oh, and they were, they were talking it. about this uh, this morning. Yeah. That Larry Bird and Bill Russell, you're talking about you're talking about the pinnacles of yep. athle- ath- athleticism that Patrick Mahomes in his seventh year could have three Super Bowls and two MVPs. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and that's crazy, bro. I'm looking. I'm looking at the other guys that have done it, and we're talking. He would be the first to do it in the National Football League. But if you're going back in the first seven seasons, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, mm-hmm. hockey, Gila Floor, mm-hmm. 
Some call him Guy. Stan Musial in baseball. Mm-hmm. Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio in baseball. That's it. That's royalty. Yeah. So three baseball MLB players, yeah. two NBA and one NHL. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's rare air, bro. I mean, that altitude, you can't breathe in. <laughs> That's the type of rare air that had many people after the Rams won the Super Bowl in 2021 saying yeah. that Aaron Donald should just up and retire now. He got his ring, mm-hmm. nine All-Pros or whatever it was at the time, eight Pro Bowls. Why not say, all right, I'm out? Yeah. And all right, so listen, listen to the number, 2017, the NFL draft, mm-hmm. and the, the Chiefs moved up <clears throat> to get Pat Mahomes. In the top ten. I can't quite remember where they were. but Here they, it is. They moved yeah. up in the top ten. But one through ten, Miles Garrett, no argument. Defense okay. player of the year last yeah, night, no. which I saw some of the Nooners aren't too happy well, with. But well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. some Stiller fans DM'd me some stats, <laughs> which yeah. I might wa- – I'll go over after you finish. Okay, they sent right. to- so, <laughs> you know, like, I got no argument. The guy's been dynamic uh, at the at the rush position. Mitch Trubisky, we've, we've all made fun of him at On one time or team. another, and they moved up. Uh, Chicago did to get him. Uh, Solomon Thomas On was his second the team. next guy mm-hmm. uh, for, to San Francisco, and then Leonard Fournette here. On his third team. Yeah, and we're just talking about a guy that uh, basically didn't get a second contract here. Corey Davis, absolute fail uh, in Tennessee. Jamal Adams, good player, but mm-hmm. they yeah. want to jettison him out of Seattle already. I saw yeah, by yeah. multiple accounts, and so that's two teams, obviously, that he's played for in in the time that he's been in the National Football League. He's an impact player, but not the impact that we're talking about. Then Big Mike Williams uh, mm-hmm. went to the LA Chargers, and he has gotten another contract. He, I think he was tagged before he got the contract, yep. but then he got hurt. Bottom line is he's been a, he's been a, a good player. Christian McCaffrey, no question. Uh, John Ross out of the league. Remember the speedster mm-hmm. that Cincinnati just fell in love with? John Ross went in front of Pat Mahomes. Uh, and then I said Deshaun went before, but he did. He went a couple picks after. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, then Deshaun Watson. Thank so, you to uh, 947, well, who hmm. did the heavy lifting for us. The Chiefs were at 29 Okay, that thank year. you. Yeah. Wow. Traded all the way up to 10. How much capital did they have to give up? They went up 19 spots. <laughs> how much capital did they have to give away? It's worth it. I don't care how if they had to give away the whole draft. True, it's worth true. it. If you got Patrick Mahomes now, now at the initial time, you probably say that's just too much to go get a quarterback. But you know, I'm going to look that you, one up. I can't believe it was 29. I didn't think that wow. they were in the AFC Championship game the year yeah, before. Yeah, well, yeah, they they had gone through. Let me just find this top ten for Mahomes. They had gone through that little stretch where they had not won a postseason game at home uh, for consecutive times not four years in a row but four consecutive times Mm -hmm. because they just couldn't they they were good enough to get there and then couldn't get the job done so the Chiefs made a deal with the Buffalo Bills for the number 10 overall selection trading it looks like 27 27 27 that makes more sense you ready for this 27 and 91st picks as well as their first rounder in 2018 yeah I'd pay that tomorrow that's it that's it so basically they gave up a third rounder and they who the hell cares if they got in the top ten by giving up their 27th pick overall? Yeah, but we say that now. When was he drafted? 20 what? 2013? What year was 2017. 2017. 2017. 2017. So 2017. Yeah. I mean, but if you're a draft analyst at that time in 2017 yeah. and you see how much capital Casey gave up, Right. Yeah, well, you're, you're, they, 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 they And moved. how raw Patrick Mahomes was at Tessica Tech. True. It's so funny, though. When we come back, 
and, and do our revisionist history all the time, mm-hmm. I, I certainly will not say that I thought Pat Mahomes was going to walk in the NFL and be a superstar. Nah, There's no, no way no, I was feeling that. And you know what I thought? I thought it was your classic Big 12 offense, yep. stack-up stats type of offense. And, boy, was I well, wrong. Well, get this. Even they draft him 10th overall, and he sits to bench a whole year. Yeah, until that last game. So what, so what, what are people thinking? Uh, I, what's the press saying about him? What, what, because, listen, I know the feeling. I know when you go in the first round, you sit the whole year and don't play. How what about the guy about that's you? on the TV on CBS Sports Network yeah. right now yeah. in uh, one Jordan Love? Sat yeah, on the bench three for three years. years. Absolutely. Yeah. Looked I mean, pretty good this postseason. Hey, listen, I, listen, if you're a competitor, if you're an athlete and you're not playing, I mean, right. mentally that's exhausting. I mean, because you got to go in every day with the preparedness to want, that you're going to play, but knowing that you're not going to play. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I mean – Jordan Love, absolutely. Three years, bro? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the rhetoric that was going on in Green Bay? Bus, you know, this, that, not going to work out. And then he goes out there and he shines. I love to see stuff like that. Guys go out there and shine the way he's supposed to. It's nuts. Are you ready for another six degrees of separation? Mm-hmm. Thank you to one of our Nooners for walking me through this. Uh, our Hall of Famer, John Lynch, who, by the way, like I do think is a Hall of Famer. I just think he got in a couple years early because of the GM role yeah. and because of everything they did in San Francisco. Hall of Famer John Lynch drafted Solomon Thomas third overall, which in the moment no one blinked an eye at, by the way, to which I said never forget, but also don't forget that he took George Kittle in the fifth round that year. He also took C.J. Beathard in the third, and when he left to come to Jacksonville, that turned into a seventh-round comp pick, and that turned into Brock Purdy. Mm. Chestnut checkers, baby. Yeah. All right, JJ, I'm going to send it back to you. Hopefully we'll be able to dial Leroy Butler's phone and uh, get him on for a few minutes with us. So let us know when we do have him because he is a Hall of Famer right here from Duval. Hall of Fame induction ceremony, or not induction ceremony, but the NFL Honors Show took place last night, and the announcement was made. We were hoping Freddie T would be part of the ballot, but Leroy's made it to Vegas, so we want to make sure that we get in touch with him and get an idea of what he thought, just you know, what, what the chatter was, because you know there's plenty of people that are saying, hey, if not this year, next year, it's a lock. Or they're saying, hey, he's got some work to do. Uh, that's not for Leroy necessarily to judge. But at the same time, you're talking about a guy that knows that he was evaluated over and over and over. And that ain't easy, Leon. If you think about, okay, I was a great player, and now everyone's scrutinizing me as to whether or not I'm that level of great. Well, here's that. I'm not going to pretend that. Listen, me and Freddie T were teammates, so we're, we're good buddies or whatever. But I, I can't sit here. I can't sit here and say that, you know, he's not bothered by it. Only people that would know that are probably his initial family or friends or whatever like that. But, mm-hmm. but Freddie, Freddie T's got a lot – he's got a lot of good going on, all right? He's got a lot of great going on, to be quite honest with you. And, I mean, it, it, was he bothered by it if you're a competitor? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, feel like, you feel like the guy who can't get in the club. You know, everybody's – you hear the music, you see the women, everybody's having a good time, but you're still in line waiting to get past the bouncer. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. bouncers just have to be the right – they happen to be the writers specifically. And Freddie came on our program a few months ago and said, look, I'm just glad to be among the 15 because mm-hmm. now my name is in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Previously, it was discussed among the fans. It was not discussed in that room. And so it was a step in the right direction. I know our concern, and of course you can chime in at 641-1010, our concern is does that window close quickly? Does he have to wait behind some of these guys, i.e. an Adrian Peterson in 2025, or 2026, excuse me, who undoubtedly I would think probably goes in first ballot. 
And does yeah. that create a log jam for Freddie? Not to mention all the quarterbacks, i.e., Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, uh, Tom Brady, that will be coming in the years to follow. Well, mm-hmm. the unfortunate thing for for Freddie the next couple of years, or a fortunate thing, it, it, you look at guys on the list that are locks. I mean, we all sat here a couple of days ago and said, hey, this guy's a lock, this guy's a lock. And we were pretty spot on, the guys that were initially locks. And then we say there's, there's, there's a cubby hole, there's space for Fred to get in because he's only running back. Maybe the same thing may happen next year. He may be the only running back again next year. Maybe getting the 15, that might be his year. But it's, it's going to, like you said, it's going to, be, it's going to create a log jam eventually. You know, it's going to be a log jam that two-year span may turn into five-year span because right. of all the amazing talent. Not, not to take anything for Fred. But, you know, you, you got household names coming up now. You got the Mannings coming up there. You got those type of guys coming up. So uh, you don't want to get caught up in the log, Jane, because you'll get lost in space. And I think this window with Fred right. was, is open this year and next year. And then after that, we'll have to see. Yeah, it's, it's funny that mm-hmm. when, you, when you think about it, you know, you know that people can have to tell your story over and over and over, and that's what, that's what you have to worry about. All right, is Leroy out there Yes, here's a guy. Who, yes, yes, here's a guy who knows a thing or two about that window and trying to capitalize on it. J.J., let's fire up that liner for us. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. He is a Hall of Famer. You're never taking that gold jacket off of him. Leroy Butler joins us now, Duval's own and out in Vegas. Leroy, welcome in. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I was doing even better out of the million of people here, but I was able to run into my brother, Tony Bacelli, who I love. Uh-huh. We had a great conversation, of course. That's, he's like family. Yeah. Where'd you run into him? Just on the middle, like walking down the street, Leroy? Oh, that's a good question. Well, it was outside of the honors. Um, but everybody's trying to get uh, ride sharing uh, or their car or, you know, valet. There's a lot of people out there. So to bump into somebody that you were looking for, obviously I text him, but, like, where are you? But yeah. so we just ran into <laughs> each other. But he's, like, seven feet tall, so he's a good Yeah, you know you had a limo. You ain't driving nowhere. Yeah. Where am I going to get limo money from? Don't let me go with Jack and you. Don't let me go with Jack and you. That's beautiful. All right, let's jump at the very least into the Freddie T conversation and at least kind of give us an idea of what you know, what you think, uh, just as far as what might have gone on in the room because he did not make the uh, the final. So here's the thing about it. It's not a bad thing. Real quick, yeah. it's almost as if you get a nomination for the Oscars. Yes, you didn't win it. But the nominations count for something. And it also helps your resume. And then you ultimately know that you'll one day be there. Now, this is the best example. It's almost getting proposed to. Are you supposed to get proposed to the guy you've been dating for years and he's never done it? And then right when you give up, he knocks on your door and gives you the ring. Once you get in as a final, which most guys won't, that in his position, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. You just don't know when you'll get proposed to, so you have to be patient. I waited 16 years, and once I told these guys, once you're in, you're in. I mean, you don't even care about who went first, second, third, how many years. You just want to get in. Right. You're not keeping receipts like Amon Ross St. Brown, who's like keeping a tally, Leroy, of all of the wide receivers who got drafted ahead of him or whatever. Um, the one name that did go in to the Hall of Fame last night or was selected and will be enshrined in August, I should say, that has kind of drawn the ire 
and a lot of fans, I think nationally, but especially here in Duval, in light of Fred not getting in, is Devin Hester. I know your careers never overlap, so you were watching from afar, but for a return specialist to go into the Hall of Fame, is that significant to you? Was it a surprise to you? I think it's very significant because I want kickers to be able to get in as well. So Justin Tucker, I think for the Ravens, I think he'll get in at some point and probably a lot quicker. Whenever you've done something that no one's ever done, you're going to get more attention to it. I mean, we've never had a guy like Javin do it. And not to mention, you know, a couple of Bears, you know, with Mongo, who played with um, uh, the Bears, and Steve and Michael, I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and the yep. Packers. So two Bears going is pretty significant. But to Hester, why would any – I told him last night, why would anybody kick to you? Because they didn't think he could do it because he was so small. So well, he's very rewarding, and I'm excited for it. So, yeah, special team is a big deal. It really is. You hear that, uh, mm-hmm. Leroy? Love, Kane, love. I yeah, know. You I'm, hear that? I'm taking aback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Leroy, listen, 16 years, bro, that, that's outrageous. I, listen, I, you know, I had a former teammate of mine that's in the Hall of Fame, too, Damani Dawson. It took him five tries to get in. Yes. And, I, and I take it kind of personal because of these guys I played with, and I think they're all celebrities and superstars, and I think they should rightfully get in. But you're right. When the time is right, they'll they're get in. I believe that Freddie T is a Hall of Famer, and I know at some particular time that, you know, the Hall of Fame is going to do – do right by him and put him in a hall. It's just that that waiting time is just like you like you just said. Just Fred just has to wait and his time will come. Yeah, Leon. The thing about it is they do see it as a process for the most part. And, and the thing about Tony Bastelli because he was an expansion team, Jacksonville, being the first ever Hall of Fame member, wait six years, and he to me the best left tackle since he was there. And I think for the most part, Fred is doing something in a small market, let's be honest. And sometimes that can hurt you. Because even when the guy goes in to fight for you, you know, the Sam Kavaris is who everybody respects and loves. I mean, I love, I mean, I've been doing Sam a long time. You know, the other guys say, well, you know, this guy played in this market. And this. But what you can't deny is the numbers that he put up. You know, so and they don't go by Pro Bowls and all pros anymore. That's not how it yeah. goes. It goes by where you played and where you dominant. And Freddie T was. We're talking with Leroy Butler, Jacksonville's own a Hall of Famer. As he was inducted a couple of seasons ago, I love what he put on uh, Twitter at Leap Thirty Six, and it's uh, in parentheses Blue Check. So that's his own version of it. Uh, but Leroy, when, 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 the when, best, yeah. you are the best, brother. <laughs> when, when you when you think of of all the guys, the hard work that these guys have put in, and let's just use maybe one or two other that you saw come in last night, uh, be it Andre Johnson, another from the U, be it Pat Willis, who didn't have have the length of career. Uh, who else jumped out mm-hmm. at you last night? You mentioned McMichael. Too. You know, a great question. That's why I love this show and it's the best show. Because you point out things that other people don't look at. And that's what I was thinking about. Most people, and here's why I love Jim Porter, the new president. You don't see slam dunks anymore. Most of the time it was slam dunks and the group up there may not get an opportunity. That's why I feel good about Fred moving forward. But Dwight Freeman. He is legitimately six feet tall, and you couldn't block yeah. the guy. He had a signature swim move. So seeing him, I got very emotional. Because I like to tell kids in Duval County, state of Florida, Wisconsin, all over, 
it's not about height and weight anymore. It's about can you do it? And can you apply something from your coach and kick it to the field? That's why I also think that Tom Coughlin will be a Hall of Famer in the future because whenever you win in places you're not supposed to or you're not the right size, right, you know, 6'7", six, 6'5", six, nobody can't be, you know, tall and cut and good-looking like Leon. So us small people, I agree. we have to build our way up, you know? So... So seeing the white Freeney, though, should make every kid out there say, you know what, I can do the same thing. Well, well, Leroy, you got, I mean, with the Hall of Fame, with Andre Johnson and um, Darren Hester going yeah. in the Hall, you you know the Canes are coming, right? I just don't, you know, oh, I already know. Now. Michael, Irvin, right. Michael Irvin ran up I, there. I said, listen, stand down, okay? Take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy. Okay. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> But Roy, I said real quick, Andre Johnson, real, 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 I apologize. Yeah, go ahead. I really do. Andre Johnson is, now that's a, kind of a trigger because Tory Holt, Hines Ward in that group, and a young man escapes my name, played for Indianapolis. Yeah, Reggie Wayne. Wayne. Uh, Reggie Wayne, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. That group you thought would already be in, but he leaped. You get it? Leap like Lambo leap. Never mind. <laughs> he leapfrogged those guys. I don't know why, because he played with the Texans, but he put up some unbelievable numbers. When back then, when a hundred catchers meant something, so we'll get we'll get a chance to see how these running backs and wide receivers in the future get a chance to go. Now, I apologize for your question. No, you're good. Well, you were talking about, you know, the little guy, and maybe we overlook those six-foot, you know, less than six-foot tall folks, uh, even myself at five-foot-two. Brock Purdy, let's flip it over to the big game on Sunday, Leroy. Um, A guy that was overlooked, a guy that many people have said maybe we should be talking about this story and championing it a little bit more because it is the American dream of, you know, a guy that everybody dismissed and now here he is. He's a great story. And yet so many of us are saying, why would we bet against Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes is going to dominate anybody in his path when it comes to the big game. Uh, For you, as we look big picture at the game on Sunday, who do you have? Chiefs, Niners, and maybe give us some insight too on some X factors, whether that's Purdy or Mahomes. Well, I'll say this. I, I have six daughters, and I told them, when you're really cute like you are and they are, it doesn't matter how tall or short you are. No, That's the spirit. Purdy. There it is. Brock Purdy, to me, is very emotional because, again, if you got some kid at uh, Riverside, Terry Parker, Sandalwood, and they tell you you, you got to be 6'5 with a rocket arm, it's not true. You just have to do and buy in to the guy that puts in 18-hour days, Kyle Shanahan, who I knew when he was a little kid. And his dad won a Super Bowl, who I also think is a Hall of Famer. But he bought into this. If you can be a system quarterback, a a big number quarterback, big arm quarterback, but if you get to this game, you're an elite quarterback. And it bothers me when the mystery irrelevant is now relevant so that I pass you, I'm on my way to Caesars to the Merlin Olsen luncheon. I see a 50-foot uh, picture of Brock Purdy. And the guy, all those quarterbacks who are coming to this game, they're watching him. So you can doubt whoever you want, but he takes away Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, all these great quarterbacks. So with that being said, full disclosure, Andy Reid and me go back seven, eight years. 
going to see him on Saturday. I'm going to eat with him. He's going to pay it for us. I got to pick J.C. Because I know the scientists of Andy Reid. And I think for the most part, I am shocked, guys. Quickly, I am shocked that San Francisco is favored. I don't bet because that's what people with money. But I, I, I got to take care of the city, the way the defense is playing with Chris Jones. But, of course, Kelsey, who I think is one of the GOATs at tight end. So, yeah, I'll take care of the city. Yeah, hard, hard to argue with it, Leroy. It really is. Listen, man, thanks for making time for us out there in, in Las Vegas. Uh, congratulations again on all your success. And let us know when you're back in town uh, so we can set something up. It'd be great. Most definitely. And my MVP pick is Pacheco. Pacheco. Super Bowl yeah. MVP. So if it happens, we're going to get back on here. Y'all take yeah, that sounds good. He is a tough, tough cat. All right, buddy. Love you, man. Thank you. Legend. You're the best, Leroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, at Leap36. You can find him at the Leroy, Leroy Butler Foundation. He's got plenty working, and we're definitely going to hook it up where hopefully some Duval fans can turn out and say hello to him. It would be awesome. Uh, I, I can't think of, uh, you know, really the, the best way to attack the game. But like he said, both of them are so gifted. Shanahan v. Reed, both of them are on the offensive side. But there's two really good defensive guys on the on the other side of the ball. All right, so let's head into the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, I, I, I love the fact that we had some, some guys in here already with pitchers of beer in their hands uh, in the noon hour as they got the big table working. And they took advantage of the 50% off specialty pizzas. So fifth, National Pizza Day, 50% percent off special specialty pizzas that's here miramar and oak leaf uh into the one o'clock hour let's set up the prop shop we'll uh, open up our prop bets we got to do our prop bets with coach campo coming up as well it's xl prime time grilling up lunch with leon and the sausage dudes sausage with a purpose on 1010 xl big hair heavy metal a beautiful Friday on the First Coast. Temperatures warming up, and we've been warming up here throughout the noon hour into the 1 o'clock hour, hanging out at Players Grill Mandarin. They got all sorts of things going on. You know, they had they had the grease heated up early today. As a matter of fact, when it comes to putting your orders in so they can drop those wings, just like Leon did with our Super Bowl cook-off, they got 50 wings for 58 bucks on Sunday, so make sure you take advantage of that. You can get your orders in early by logging on to Players Grill. That's Players Grill with an E, playersgrill.com. And you can check out all three of their locations right here in Mandarin, where the neighborhood meets on San Jose Boulevard. Of course, Miramar over on Hendricks and Oakleaf Plantation with their third Players Grill location today. They're cranking out the 50% off all specialty pizzas at any of their locations with National Pizza Day. So we've been enjoying it here like we always do. And you can come on by and make plans to either hang out this afternoon or be here for Super Bowl Sunday. Now, it was great to have the conversation with Leroy, and he made a good point about having your name in the in the conversation in the room which is what fred taylor had for the first time this go around as he was a finalist for the pro football hall of fame didn't make it but we hope that uh, that he becomes a finalist on a fairly regular basis because leon as you've said dermani dawson had to be a finalist for a long long time how many years five years yeah five years five tony years. had six and you yeah. can just go on and on, and on with the number of guys Leroy had to, had to weather the storm mm-hmm. as well so freddie didn't make it but uh definitely looking forward to seeing how, if his name continues to be tossed around the other name that we haven't mentioned who didn't make it and i was surprised as anything by this is antonio gates who many people believed mm. he and julius peppers were the potential 
single two first ballot Hall of Famers in the class that was eligible this year for the very first time. Um, I think Michael Lombardi puts, makes a very good point here. Um, if Gronk is a first-time Hall of Famer, which he is, how is Antonio Gates not? 2,555 more receiving yards, 24 more touchdowns, three more all-pro years compared – or three all-pro years for Gates compared to four for Gronk. Please explain what happens in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I, rings mean things. And especially from where he came from. And I think you're probably right. The rings mean things. Yeah. But think Which of is where, why the Andre Johnson selection is all the more impressive. Yeah. Because yeah. at least Antonio Gates was playing on a team that perennially was in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They just couldn't get over Tom Brady. Right. And yeah. played – they were a very visible team because they – you know, Phil, they Phillip absolutely. and him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I mean, they had, they had a trifecta. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Gates – you had, you had Ladanius Thompson and yeah. you had Philip Rivers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you had the triplets. Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy that, that he didn't because I did think, especially from where he came from, basketball and, mm-hmm. and, and all, just a good story. He's who he, you think of when you yeah. think of, like, all-time great tight ends and obviously the joke of, oh, who played college basketball and then became a great tight end? You think Antonio Gates? You think Tony Gonzalez? Yeah. Like Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- these are names that just automatically come to mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I, I think he's going to get in at some point. Um, I was kind of surprised it wasn't this year, but obviously there was a logjam for some other guys who had been finalists for several years. Yeah, still I was, waiting to I was a little surprised. I, I, I thought that Antonio Gates was going to be a lock. I mean, Me my three locks were Antonio Gates and Julius Peppers, mm-hmm. and um, I thought Reggie Wayne. Yeah. I, I thought those would be the locks. And then I was trying to fit in, you know, maybe Fred could get in those last two slots or something. Right. Now, now, Julius Peppers – you talk about a freak of nature. Oh yeah, I was talking to I was talking to, uh, off the air about this that that should have been Brackens when I was here in Jacksonville. I mean, Tony Brackens was uh, just as dis- I mean, as destructive as Julius Peppers right. in his early prime. I mean, Julius Peppers is six six what two sixty five, a freak of nature, played basketball for North Carolina. I mean, just a sack machine. What do you have well, over one hundred and fifty, well, one hundred sixty nine sacks or something in his something career, like something like that? Crazy. Yeah, because here's the other thing: is he played fourteen years. Yeah. he played a decade with Carolina. I don't remember how long T. Brack played, but it was less than a decade. It was yeah, right. yeah, T. Brack probably played eight, nine years. Yeah, maybe something, something, yeah, something like, like that. Like, yeah. But nearly a decade and a half for Julius Peppers. And when you think about – actually, you know, I take that back. Uh, I'm just looking at, at not all the stats. Ten years for Carolina, four for Chicago, three for Green Bay. Seventeen. So 17 total years. Uh, he had uh, three first-team All-Pro, three second-team All-Pro, Defensive Rookie of the Year, NFL All-Decade Team for the 2000s, 17 seasons, uh, 719 tackles, and you mentioned it. What was the sack number? 169. 159. 59. Okay. 159. 159. But how about 175 tackles for loss? Wow. I mean, that guy was disruptive. 52 forced fumbles, 21 fumble recoveries. Anyway, the list goes on and on and on. That guy was great. Speaking of Hall of Famers, JJ, fire up the music. This guy, by many accounts, should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, birthday boy. He hasn't. Yes, he hasn't actually made the final 25 or the final 15. Yeah. But his birthday is today, so let us get a little bit of a birthday celebration going for the one, the only, Jay Smooth, Jimmy Smith celebrating his birthday today. Yeah, my man Jay Smooth. Listen, I, I'm going to read the stats out. I mean, we were mm-hmm. talking about Fred not getting in the hole. Right. I'm going I'm to give my man a little love. Look, uh, 862 catches. There's that birthday 12, music. 12,287 yards receiving. 69 touchdowns. Come on now. What was the total number of catches? Catches? Jay Smooth had 
862. Okay, because I'm just trying to look and just do a little comp. Yeah, what did Andre Johnson have? Yeah, as far as Andre Johnson, he went over 1,000 catch mark. Mm. So that was the biggest thing for him is that he had 1,000 catches, 14,000 receiving yards. How many did uh, Jay Smooth have? Uh, he had 12,000. 12,000. Uh, 287. Andre Johnson had 70 touchdowns. Jay Smooth had 69. So that's right there. So it's not. And then the first and, team. And he was a five-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, five-time Pro Bowler for Andre Johnson, a two-time first-team All-Pro, mm-hmm. two-time second-team All-Pro, uh, twice led the NFL in receiving yards. And so those things definitely matter, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll keep it going uh, as far as the Hall of Fame discussion, back to the Super Bowl discussion. We've got some uh, Pacifico Perfecto uh, that I want to throw at you guys coming up in just a second. We'll welcome Dave Campo, our head coach, over here in about 15 minutes um, so we can roll through our prop bets. But J.J., you fired up some good big – well, we call it big hair heavy metal on a Friday, but you fired up some good rock and roll from Welcome to Rockville. Yes, I have a giveaway right now, B-Car number four, and I have a pair of tickets to Welcome to Rockville. Four-day pass, May 9th through 12th. Tickets available at WelcomeRockville.com. It's a big hair heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Coach Campo has finished his lunch. He is itching to get on the set. We're going to let him sit for one more segment before you know we I welcome noticed? him on for our Super Bowl props. What's that? He had some delicious onion rings over Oh, he there. did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was chowing down on uh, Denmark's banana pie pudding on oh, yeah. Tuesday, and now the good folks at Players Grill hooking Coach Campo up, and they can hook you up to 50% off pizza today, folks, because it is National Pizza Day at any of their three locations here where we are on San San Jose Boulevard at Miramar, as well as Oakleaf and Man Oh Man, Leon Searcy. Speaking of, oh uh, no, false alarm, false alarm. These are our neighbors, the table mm-hmm. one over from us. Mm-hmm. Their pizza has arrived. Ours is arriving shortly. Mm-hmm. We went with the Supreme. We did. That looks like the buffalo chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. We could have gone with any of them, though. I just like the brick oven look to it. It does. That's right? what it I like. Nice, as much as anything. Just put some fire on it. You yeah, know? A little char around yes. the rim. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. I know it will go great with that. Uh, you can order one right here. Uh, so let's go from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Oh, if you don't mind, JJ, as we'll do a little perfecto. Perfecto. Always puts me in a good mood when I hear that music. Pacifico, beautiful Mexican lager, just blows smoothly down the gullet. Found in Baja, imported by surfers for those that live life. Anchors up. You can definitely enjoy it. Now, I have two questions that I wanted to work in while Coach was here. So I'm going to see if I can bypass those and see if I can get to the next one. Um, Because these are, you know, honestly, when you think about what is at stake here historically? What is at stake? You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And if he yells it out, I don't care. All right? Mm-hmm. So, Pat Mahomes, 28 years of age, looking to become the youngest quarterback in history to start a fourth Super Bowl. He's locked that up by making it here once again, fourth Super Bowl in five years. And by the way, that's two years faster than the previous youngest. All right? But he now has a chance to become one of three quarterbacks to win three Super Bowls prior to their 30th birthday. Who are the others? Troy Aikman. Got to be Troy. Well, we already said Brady. Um, 
Three who Super already, who Bowls. Said it? Who already said it? No, I thought you did. I thought we, no, took, no, I thought I, we took him out. No, I, I didn't. I just wanted you to say it. Okay, so Tom Brady. So that's Tom one. We, are, we all knew that uh, okay. one. I assume that was just a default, like, okay, yeah. we're taking him out. Three Super Bowls before 30. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I ain't letting you go. You got it right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, go ahead yeah, you Troy. got it right. Okay. I just want to make sure because right. I was waiting for Coach just to yell out Troy Aikman. Oh, yeah. I was just trying to set him up. But I, it's so funny. The one who was on the winning side or the one who was on the losing side yeah, knows yeah. that it was Troy Aikman. Yeah, the, so pain, the pain is still significant. That is the rare error that he is moving into. Wow. So a little perfecto. And, again, I got my Super Bowl questions. I want to get him out. I want to make sure that people know about him. But that is what is at stake uh, because he would become the youngest, okay, compared to what Tom Brady was, two years faster than what Tom Brady was able to do with his third Super Bowl, which was in 2007. Remember, when he won the first couple of them, they were rock and rolling. They were thinking it was going to be unstoppable. But the fact that he's been able to start in four Super Bowls took Tommy until 2007 to get that fourth one in there. Pretty good stuff. We'll have a couple of more uh, perfectos before the day is done uh, as we get rolling. But uh, getting back to the game itself, and we're going to do our prop bets coming up here in just a second, the – the talk that Leroy Butler had about Isaiah Pacheco, Paco Pacheco, we like to call him, he has been stellar so far for this football team. And the thing that kind of came out of the AFC championship game is that they're obviously relying more on the run, Leon, because they don't have as many guys that they can trust in the pattern to catch footballs. Now, Kelsey came up big the other day, mm-hmm. and we're seeing Marquez Valdez-Scantling also step up and make some plays. Rishi Rice, of course. But – are well, they going to run it more or are they going to throw it more? Let's well, go around. Well, listen, that's the organization. That's a team. That's a franchise. That's a head coach that understands that. In the playoffs, you got to you got to run the ball. Mm-hmm. You've got to be effective at running the ball in, in the playoffs. You can't be one-dimensional. And the Chiefs, they can, they, can beat you, they can beat you either way. They can beat you in the pass or the run, but they've been relying on the run game, Pacheco on that offensive line to get it done. But I'm thinking if, if I think Leroy, Leroy picked Pacheco to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. If he's the MVP, that means it's going to be a low-scoring game. No, There's no way – Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes must going to throw for 100 yards in the game because if he throws for anything like 200 and two touchdowns, he's getting the MVP. What was the mm-hmm. number? We, I think we did it the other day of like Patrick Mahomes in the four Super Bowls or the three Super Bowls, excuse me, that he's played in before. Right. He's never thrown – aside from last year, he only threw mm-hmm. for like 180 yards, mm-hmm. but a lot of that was field position. Mm-hmm. He threw for like 280 and like 310, I think it was. So probably mm-hmm. an average of below 300. He, uh-huh. he has been – he knows where defenses are going to – be at their weakest he knows where to attack them he doesn't keep forcing like if I would say one thing about Dan Marino back in the day he was going to try and throw the football all right he was going to try and force it in he thought he had the big enough arm enough good players to get the ball to he wasn't interested in handing it off Mahomes is a different cat he knows that if I'm going to make this defense think something I got to I got to do something else to to counter that and that's why he is relying on Pacheco which has just been awesome if you think about this and Paco as far as what he's been able to do 935 yards he's averaging 4.6 yards per carry that was that's Freddie T like 4.6 yards per carry so guy has been just absolutely a count on guy so far down the well, stretch Patrick Mahomes is the type of quarterback that we wish kind of this year our quarterback that you don't like we always say you always you ain't got to always shoot jumpers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. you got to take layups. Yeah, that's the truth. You know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. One thing he's going to do is going to take care of the ball. He's not going to throw an interception. If, mm-hmm. you, if if you beat Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to beat him because he's not going to make any mistakes. 
in my opinion. Yeah, and when you think of what Spagnola's done on the other side, which we'll get Coach to jump mm-hmm. in on this, because honestly, his defense, I thought, was MVP level, maybe even HOF level this last go-around against Lamar. But they've allowed second-fewest yards, second-fewest points to the National Football League, uh, and they also led the league with 57 sacks. And that's with not necessarily a whole lot of name-name-name no. guys outside of Chris Jones. you got Chris Jones, George Karloftis. Yeah, Karloftis is Looking like a pretty himself. good pick. Mm-hmm. I think it was, what, 28th overall? Looking like a pretty, pretty darn good pick. Other than that, I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of it is Spagnolo bringing guys from the secondary yeah. and the fact that they have these do-it-all corners and safeties that they can bring pressure from that next level. That's that's the reason they have all the sacks they do. With all due respect to, like, the Derek Nottys of the world and some of those unsung hero yeah. names along that line, like uh, Dana and a couple of those others. Yeah. But, like, it's not like they have this, like, trio of elite pass rushers. Like Nottie, well, former Noel, was hurt a little bit this last week or yeah. last go-around against Baltimore. I'm not sure exactly how much he'll be available. Dana definitely has been a nice pick. Omenahu's out. Omenahu is out with, yep. with the ACL. And so I do think that's also at least well, – I mean, that's what makes them more impressive is the fact that they, the, the back end of their defense. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not really – they're not big names. Now, they're making a name for themselves yeah, because of the way they, they've yeah. been locking down people. But it, will go, it works hand in hand. If you got guys on the back end that could cover and you got guys that could rush, I mean, they complement each other. Yeah. Rogerius Sneed, by the way, the, the good news, remember how Ian Rappaport teased this on mm-hmm. Monday? He was like, Rogerius Sneed is not at media day for personal reasons. In parentheses, it's good news. Yeah. Which we were mm-hmm. talking about this on Helmets and Heels on Tuesday uh-huh. night. Just come out and say that they're, you know, he and his expecting, girlfriend or wife yeah. are expecting a yeah. child, as opposed to her having to put it up on Instagram and be like, we're at the hospital because <laughs> people were like, where the heck is he? Like, if it's good news like that, share it with the world. And also because that way uh, it, it, it validated why he's my X factor on defense on helmets and heels yeah. because the baby bump, of course, is real. Uh, of course, which is nice. And it's not just her baby bump. It's what you always suggest is the baby bump. Get and, the stats and, up, and, baby. Yeah, in, in luck or in performance, uh, which is good. And so between Legarius and, and McDuffie, both of those guys have been kind of lockdown guys. They've done really, really good things on the back end. But let's also just talk real quick about the tight end debate. Is George Kittle, if he's 100% healthy, and he's not, but as close to 100% as he can be, is he going to be able to find weaknesses and maybe make either Nick Bolden pay or make one of the big safeties pay, or is it going to be Kelsey doing the same type of thing to Ward and some of the other guys you in know, the back you end? You know he is. Listen, I've never seen a player more open than Kelsey. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. And, and in crucial moments when you know the ball is going to him, he still finds a way to get over. Yeah, yeah. He can't be running the route tree. Yeah. He, he no, cannot, he's not. No, he he's cannot not. be running the route tree. Do we want to have the conversation? Yeah. It, yeah. Do you think he retires? No way. I don't think so. No he's, all right, he's going to be 34, so it's possible. Okay. There's no question it's possible. Is he that old? He's 34? It, yeah. I, yeah I believe he's 33 going to, going to he's he'll got be too 34 much good by next year. Going on. He's got a lot of good going on, but that's all more all the more reason. He, I, he retires. What, he'll have three rings. If they win, he'll have three mm, rings. First he's a first, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. And, and this was pitched on Pro Football Focus earlier this week, he and his brother would have retired the same year. They would be both eligible for mm. the Pro Football Hall of Fame the same year. Yeah. Could they go in as first ballot Hall of Famers together? Well, he's got he's got three rings. That but, might mean something to him. Yeah, he's got three rings. But if yeah. Taylor Swift gets on bended knee and proposes to him, he's going to have four. He's going to be her roadie. Yeah, it's a yeah. minus three thousand, by the way, for that to happen on odds checker. No, but honestly, if you're him. Listen, yeah. we just had the conversation about Mahomes, Aaron Donald, some of these guys. They did Patrick Willis, who is now going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He did it all in a short window of time. But if it's elite, 
do you preserve the body, preserve the mind, and say, you know what, I'm going to take my health, I'm going to take the good times, and well, I'm going to move good, on. The other good tight end example is Gronk. Right, at, at that's 29. another one. Yep, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, the, you, they win it. He's got three rings. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going. Listen, if he does retire, he's going to be in the bro, He's going to be in the right. He's going to go he'll be, and he'll have a futures yeah. deal just like Brady. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, he'll be a superstar. and he'll be like Gronk on pregame shows. So maybe yeah. it's not the worst idea. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, one note, real quick. Um, let's hit of that JJ because we didn't address this, and I know it's a situation we have been monitoring. That just happened. Brought to you by. Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Less than a month after being named the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, Bill O'Brien is expected to be the next head coach at Boston College. Uh, The memes on the internet right now are just fantastic. What was your favorite moment of the Bill O'Brien era in Columbus, (laughs) Ohio? Uh, The the video of Aaron Rodgers running out with the American flag at MetLife Stadium. Um, February 1st, in which they got a couple commits to flip and of course, they got the Alabama boys yeah, to come on true. board at Ohio State. Um, it's it, it, it's hilarious, but also as Matt Hayes noted throughout the duration of this week, pretty darn good hire by uh, BC as well. Yeah, well, what what Bill O'Brien did at Penn State, he cleaned up an absolute mess, mm-hmm. uh, a, a PR nightmare, scandal, uh, everyone looking in and 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 really attacking Penn State from a number of different angles and. Bill O'Brien says someone's got to clean this up, and it needed cleaning up based on what Sandusky uh, was uh, purported and able to do. But he, he restored order there. Then he comes back into the uh, into the NFL ranks and then the college ranks. And then uh, uh, Jeff Halfley is still a mystery as to why he left because he just felt like he didn't didn't have what he needed up there. And then Bill O'Brien goes up there and goes, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make this thing work. He's gonna get paid well to do it too." I think Coach Campo may have something to say about that Jeff mm-hmm. Havley mm-hmm. argument because I know yeah. he was texting with me earlier yes. in the week about a trend that I know not just Coach Campo, a lot of people nationally think we may see mm-hmm. of coaches opting for coordinator jobs or positional jobs in the National Football League as opposed to everything that is entailing in a college football job in 2024. Uh, Let's make sure we have enough time for this final segment of the 1 o'clock hour before we send Leon off and before Coach Campo comes in for the 2 o'clock hour. We have to make our prop bets, our picks for the big game on Sunday. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Live from the Players Grill in Mandarin, this is XL Primetime. Now, the Otterson Wealth Advisors Risk-Reward Picks of the Week. Otterson Wealth Advisors, your goals, our expertise. Fire up that NFL music. We're going to go through the prop shop with all the prop bets for Super Bowl XLVII. Uh, as we get ready for it, Coach Campo hanging out with us. We're at the beautiful Players Grill Mandarin. This could be your Super Bowl spot. It could be the place that you order Super Bowl wings. They've got everything uh, set up for you on Sunday. 50 wings for 58 bucks. Don't forget, you can log on playersgrill.com. Today, they've got 50% off their specialty pizzas at all their Players Grill locations. Big engine performing live tonight right here in Mandarin. We say thanks to Phil and Megan for always having us out. Coach, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Uh, listen, I just had lunch here. How are the Come on rings? out. Those onion rings. Oh, onion rings on a BLT. There was a big burger. My son was here with me. Tommy crushed this, it. This is the place to come right here. Believe me. All right. Now, you ready? We're going to roll through these. JJ, as uh, I hope 
you keep track of everything properly, but uh, we'll do them. You already have Matt's picks. Uh, I don't know if you have those open, but you can give us yours and his if you do. Uh, but let's do it. Let's just start from start to finish. Reba McIntyre is going to belt out the national anthem. Is it going to be over or under 86 and a half seconds? So 126.5. Mia? Under. Under? Country artists, historically, they're not going to extend those notes like crazy. Reba, she hits the right notes. She doesn't have to go above and beyond. I have the under. Mm. Sirs, some tell me Reba going to have a good talk. Oh, you think ah, she's going to be milking it out there in Vegas? Yeah, why not? I'm yeah. going to go over. I'm going to go over. All right, Coach? I'm going to go under. I think that Mia hit it right on the head. And, and plus, she's so good at picking this stuff, I'm sticking with her. Uh, she uh, Listen, she's going to do the the – the traditional anthem. She's not going to mess with America. Yeah, is she? I agree no, with that. She's not gonna mess no. with, I still think it's flying over 86 and a half. Uh, <laughs> JJ. Um, Matt has under. I have over. Okay, you have over. All right, so we move on. What will happen first? Uh, either team scores a touchdown or you will see Taylor Swift with a live shot uh, inside the stadium. Taylor yeah. Swift. Swift? Yes, I think they're going to establish her early, let everyone know <laughs> she made it back from Japan. Yeah. Yes, it will be Taylor in the open. Yeah, that's a layup. Taylor Swift is going to get a live shot. Yeah, Taylor Swift all the way. All right, it may be a clean sweep. Uh, JJ? Yes, me and Matt have that as well. Okay, all right. All right, so let's move on. Uh, by the way, we are playing for lunch, okay? Coach, Ooh. I don't know if you know this. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Which team will enter the red zone first? Will it be the 49ers or the Chiefs? The Chiefs have scored, what is it, like seven straight postseason games on their opening drive. Mm -hmm. So uh, logic would suggest Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going with KC. Yeah. KC. All right, I'm going Niners. Uh, I'm going to go Oppo Joe on this one because uh, Kansas City has been systematic automatic, but I do think I, I feel like I'm going to get on some Niners props. I may I may uh, burn <laughs> and have to buy, but I'm going Niners. JJ. Uh, Matt and Case, Matt and JJ Casey. All right, so that's, God, that's a bunch. All right, will the team that scores first win? This may already be your answer based on what you just said. Will the team that scores first win? Yes. No. Because I think the Niners, I think KC's going to yeah. score first, but the Niners are going to win. I think KC's going to score first, and KC's going to win. I'm going Niners score first, and Niners, or excuse me, and Niners win. Matt and JJ, yes. Okay, all right. Chiefs' first half total points, 23 and a half. Remember, the mm. over-under is 47 and a half, so that's right on where they expect it to be. First half total points, 23 and a half. Uh, Chiefs. First things first, JJ, are you keeping a tally of all of these? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Just want to make sure somebody was. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. KC under 23 and a half. Well, I got, I got them scoring 24. So. Oh, so, coach. So I'm going over. Okay. This is first uh, half I'm, points, by the way. Yeah, yeah, these are first half. I'm going under. All right, all right, Matt and yeah, JJ. both under. Okay, both under. All right. Oh, hold it. Can I come back on that mm -hmm. one? Yeah. I, I didn't, I, yeah, didn't, I realize didn't was, listen. Yeah. yeah I thought this was the game. No. no first half this total is for the points. first half. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going under, JJ. Okay. I apologize okay. for that. I wasn't listening. My wife listen. says I'm that way all the time. Listen, you, you, <laughs> hey, you called down from the press box on that one. You called an audible. That's nothing wrong with that. 
All right, so 23 and a half. We're going, a lot of us are going under on that one. Largest lead. This also seems like a little bit of a slam dunk. Will the largest lead in this game be over or under 16 and a half points? A brief timeout. Uh, Colin Coward had Blake Bortles versus Brock Purdy on the screen. Sorry, that got my attention briefly here at Wonderful Players Grill. Um, I have the under. Uh, I don't think the lead will ever balloon past 10. Mm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, under. I'm going to go under. I think this is a tight ball game all the way. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with it. I can't. I just feel like someone might be able to explode for a two-touchdown lead, but 16 and a half is a lot to ask. Ah, I'll go under. Uh, JJ and Matt agree. All right, all right. Uh, I, I was trying to get non-sweep uh, bets here, but I already have two or three that are already sweep bets or predictions. Team to score last. Chiefs Niners. I'm taking the 49ers. I think they're going to mount a comeback, but the Chiefs will somehow, someway hold on. Mm, all right. I like the Niners to score last, and it's going to be a last-second field goal, 28-27, Then they're going to win 30-28, I like Kansas City to score last. It's going to be 24-21 with a I, field goal at I, the end. I like Mahomes with no timeouts left, and he's, his fingers are going nuts <laughs> as he's trying to get the play call off because you know what they're going to be playing to come from behind to win, and I and they're gonna they're gonna score last. They're not gonna get the onside kick. It's gonna be over after that. All right, total touchdowns made five and a half is the over under. I'm doing the math in my head. Over. Over. Yes, mm. I know what score prediction I put down. So I'm like doing the math in my head of like, okay, how many touchdowns yeah. is that? Over. Yeah, me too. I got to score thirty to twenty-eight. So mm-hmm. yeah, over. Over. I got to score twenty-four twenty-one. So. Six, right? (laughs) Math is hard. All right, I'm going under. I'm going under. I don't like this, but I'm going under. JJ. Yeah, Matt's under. I'm over. All right, you're over. Longest touchdown. Will there be a big play in this game? Over 39 and a half yards. What will happen? I'm going to go with over. I think you'll have one. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be Kadarius Toney, too, just knowing how life works out. Yeah, it is true. Yes. I have thought about that one. That would be classic, absolutely. Is he going to dress? He says he's healthy. He says they're on good terms. He says he's the one if they throw him the ball. I don't know if he's even going to be in Las Vegas. He's all over the place. All right, you went over. I went over, yeah. I'm going over. over. So is Leon. I'm going over as well. It's going to be a big play for sure. All right, I'm going under. JJ? Uh, Matt's going under. I'm going under as well. Okay, all right. Under, under. All right, so last one. The liquid that is poured on the winning coach. Since I love Gatorade, I will say Gatorade. So Poured on the winning coach. My gut. Purple. Yeah. Purple. Blue. And, and by the way, yellow, green, lime, all the same. Mm. Orange. And then red, pink, the same. And then clear water, the same. It's tough because my gut is telling me yellow, green, lime. My brain is telling me the 49ers and Chiefs both wear red. So they'd make the Gatorade red. But I'm going to follow my gut in the words of Coach Campo. Yellow, green, lime for me. Coach? I'm trying to remember. Remember the last last year, Andy Reid was poured with orange Gatorade, yeah. I believe. And mm-hmm. players are superstitious, Ooh. especially in games like this. So I'm gonna go with orange again. I'll tell you what, that was a rumble. I'm following Ooh. Leon. I'm oh. going orange. I like. I think that's good. That's a good analogy there. I, I like you guys are good Gators. I do appreciate that. <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, I'm gonna go purple. I'm gonna go purple. Just to jump out a little bit. JJ. Uh, Matt's going clear, and I'm going purple. You're going purple. All right. Mm. All right. So we are in the books. We will see how it goes. This is the, uh, you know, the prop shop 
Uh, Ten total bets on XLP, and we'll find out who is buying lunch. The worst score. Okay, and I don't even know if coaches agreed to that, but we will take care of yours if you are at the bottom. <laughs> I'm in it. Listen, I'm in it. I'm uh, in it. Listen, I'm in it to win it. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, real quick before Big Surge goes, and, and this is the, the minute that you guys will have together because you guys have been on the same field, in the same atmosphere, uh, playing in this game they call the Super Bowl. Uh, so, Leon, final <clears throat> final moments for you. Uh, your, your gut. You how, you are picking San Francisco to win this game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm picking San Francisco to win this game. I don't. This is gonna probably be the last time I ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. This mm-hmm. is the final stand. All right. Uh, yeah. So you're picking them to cover the two, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, pick, I'm picking them to cover the two, 30 to 28. And so um, that's where you came up with that last second field. Yeah, goal. last okay. second field. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, being in the Super Bowl, uh, that's an amazing feat for a team, an organization, coaching staff, or whatever. Losing the Super Bowl is the most devastating. Coach would never, he don't know nothing about this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the most devastating loss you could ever, uh, ever, can, can ever have to deal with as a player. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but you know, I still wouldn't take it away. You know, the, the opportunity, because, I mean, listen, I, I was a little kid that grew up watching the Super Bowl, dreaming one day that I would play in one. So, right. you know, it was it's a hell of a dream come true. Yeah, and, and when you say you see San Francisco, who's the star? Who's the star? In yeah. San, uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, it's hard to I, argue I, with I that. He's going to be the star. I, th- I think they win. I think it's going to be a large part because of him, mm-hmm. him running the ball, him catching the ball. Yeah, I think it'll be McCaffrey. And on the edge, of the, is San Francisco, like, can they get on the edge with McCaffrey? You would think so. And is that where Kansas City's at their weakest? Well, I think McCaffrey can get on anywhere he wants to get on. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he's an outstanding player. And I, but I think the MVP, if you're just talking San Francisco, is his fiance <laughs> Culpo, because she bought a suite for the entire family for yeah. $2.1 million. So I think she's the MVP. She's also an outfit. absolute smoke show. Yeah, and, and by the way, we didn't put our Olivia Colpo, uh props in there, but she has plenty of props to, to JJ's point, is that she has been uh, a popular prop pick at the betting window where you see more Olivia or more Taylor. Yeah, that's and, true. And Brittany's over there going, what about me? Yeah, but she's going in a swimsuit edition, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, she she's getting her props. But she's got to be saying, what about me? All right, Big Sirs, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right, you got it. As you head out, we will keep it rolling in the 2 o'clock hour. And so, Coach, we're going to break it down. We're trying to look at it uh, an X and O standpoint, but then also just historical, just how big it is. We will do that all coming up. We are hanging out at Players Grill Mandarin, beautiful San Jose Boulevard. You roll up and down Mandarin, you know, it kind of gets busy. This is a good place just to hop in, hold up, enjoy a nice meal don't forget 50 percent off pizzas today they're specialty pizzas at all three players grill locations mandarin miramar and oak leaf as you could take advantage of national pizza day right here at players grill xl prime times coach dave campo is brought to you by bold city heating and air online at boldcityac.com we are we are cranking it up we got the motor running our head coach, Dave Campo, is hanging out with us in the 2 o'clock hour from Players Grill Mandarin. You can check us out on YouTube, too, 1010XL. We'd love to chat with you there. Just throw a comment our way, especially as far as who you are thinking, Niners or Chiefs. A lot of Chiefs love out there, but we definitely have been batting it around. We will do it with our head coach as we go along in the 2 o'clock hour. Coach, you feeling good. You, I'm not even going to cash in from the onion ring to the white pizza. I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm not even going to say that you've had a slice of pizza. I yeah. won't do it. 
Well, uh, listen, uh, everything is, is great here. Mm-hmm. So anything that passes by my nose and my eyes, <laughs> I'm going to take a shot at it first and then see what happens from there. It's just a taste. Yeah. It's yeah. just a taste. Exactly. Before uh, we get into the Super Bowl matchup, uh, real quick, let's hit a that that I think will segue perfectly into one of our discussions with Coach Campo. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. According to Matt Zenitz of 247 Sports and CBS Sports, UCLA head coach Chip Kelly has informed his team that he is leaving for another job. Wow. Wow. All right, so this comes... Perfect transition to what we were teasing we'll be talking about with Coach Campo. This comes after National Signing Day. Way to go, Chippy. Uh, I'm sure... Oh, wait, we have another that. We know where he's going now, courtesy of Pete Thamel. Hit it, JJ. That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars oh the turntables for those of you who are hoping press taylor would become the oc at ohio state because bill o'brien is headed to boston college you're wrong chip kelly is now expected to become the offensive coordinator for the buckeyes so he leaves ukla to go to the ohio state well, this doesn't surprise me in the least because, you know, my friend and, and guy I worked with a lot, Clancy Pendergast, was an analyst out there at UCLA the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. he told me a little earlier this, you know, before this, that the people are up in arms with him at UCLA. I'm not sure that he didn't have to do that. Get run out. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the this, this is the very obvious and I think I think you're hitting on something because you don't do what he just did unless you have to do what he uh, just did. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't think so. I mean, there was talk of him going uh with uh Quint if he went to uh the Seattle Seahawks and mm-hmm. stuff like that and sure. and I thought that's what was going to happen, but obviously, I mean, to go for the coordinator, uh, I mean, Head Ohio coach. State Go from a head coach to a coordinator, uh, that doesn't make sense to me unless you're talking about big-time money. Yeah. Now, you know, some of those universities now have got big-time money. So. Well, I, I have to go back and look and see what his contract originally said, but I think what blows my mind more than anything else is that if you think about what Chip Kelly and Ryan Day, it's not Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher. Right. Okay, it, I don't think it's that explosive. But Ryan Day is a dude that was running offense up there as as well as being the head coach. Right. This doesn't make sense to me unless he's a head coach in waiting. And you know a little bit about uh, Chip Kelly. That is a uh, dominant personality. Absolutely. I've known Chip Kelly from when he was back in New England back when back in the day. You mean when, when he, he, he was at the University of New Hampshire and wait for it? Yeah. Ryan Day played for him there? Yeah. So yeah. the relationship makes right. sense. But still. That's a surprise, I have to say. I mean, when I say it didn't surprise me, it didn't surprise me he's leaving. Right. But where he's going, I mean, that's a shocker. Because he's staying in college, and that was kind of the conversation we were going to be progressing to, and we might as well do it now since this is the news now of the day. Jeff Havley leaves Boston College as the head coach to take a defensive coordinator post in Green Bay in the National Football League. And you said, Coach, you think that that is a trend we are going to see more of but now, and man, oh man, I wish Matt Hayes was here today because he oh, could kind of speak a, to that. Because yeah. this is leaving 
a UCLA program that is headed to the same conference as Ohio State, mm-hmm. you would think has just as many resources, although maybe not at the caliber that Ohio State has because it's one of the top five, quote-unquote, programs in college football in terms of revenue generating and resources and what have you. But UCLA isn't Washington. It's right. not New Mexico or UTSA. Like, leaving UCLA to then stay in college – Going from a head coach to a coordinator, I mean, the weather's not better either. It's not like you're leaving for warmer temperatures. Uh, let me, let me. Ju- I guess I would have to put it this way: uh, the the Halfley thing. You know, he made a statement that, you know, going from uh, college to to a coordinator job, the coordinator job was better. And and I've said right along that I always thought back in the day that head coaches as CEOs were paid more money than they're worth. Mm-hmm. The assistant coaches really do the work. If you, the, the be, best thing a, a head coach can do is get the best assistance right. that he can get, okay? And then you kind of run the whole thing. Well, now with the NIL, with the transfer portal, with all of those kind of things, those guys don't get paid enough, in my opinion, to deal with all that. Well, at a a point comes along where you say, I don't want to deal with this. Just like Halfley said, if you're not one of the top, top guys, then, you, you know, you're starting from behind. And I think UCLA doesn't compare to Ohio State as far as, you know, getting the best players. And I think he was probably just sick and tired of listening to the people talk about how bad a job he's doing <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, not bringing them where they need to go. And then with all the baloney he has to deal with, I'm going to take a coordinator's job and just call him. Maybe he's going to call the offense and, and go to work. Yeah. I would think he's still going to have to recruit, though, because then the other part of this, Joe, is that – and uh, Bo Valentine brought this up to me. Brian Hartline is still there. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. still the wide receivers coach. He still has offensive coordinator in his title. And so I don't think we have all the details okay, there either. Yeah, that, yeah. There's there's more to this, right. and yes. the, re- the relationship there is something to that. But still, uh, either he had to leave or uh, Ryan Day is throwing him a life preserver is yeah. what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's what it sounds uh, like and, to me too. And it's almost like you like you would look back at your mentor with Ryan Day playing underneath him. Right. But uh, offensive uh, minds all have to get together, including Hartline. And then also personalities all have to get together. So Day knows who Chip is, but Chip is also a guy who likes to be in control. Right. Ryan Day definitely likes to be in control. And then when you go to the to the – transfer portal and, and, and all the stuff that they have available to them is chip kelly going to be able to track the type of player that he would want maybe you know what interested me in the regular season which i was kind of shocked by they played better defense than they did offense and i was just expecting chip kelly to be able to do more things offensively down there and he really wasn't able to. well the defensive uh, coach from from ucla went to usc yeah oh they played yeah, good yeah, defense yeah. and that's where clancy's going clancy's going with the okay. defensive coordinator over to usc yeah. so i think there was some people bailing and that doesn't shock you either, does it? No. I think they were bailing, and there was some uh, situation there that I, I did. Like I said, I wasn't surprised that he left, but that is a kind of a head-scratcher. I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's get into the game again, Coach, and just talk about a couple of things because we're going to set this up and, and carry it in uh, to the next seg. Uh, but you, you, uh, your eyes are always breaking things down. I know that. Your mind's always breaking things down. Uh Let's start out with the strengths of both of these football teams. Uh, you can pick either side you want. The strength that you think is going to help Kansas City to the win and then the strength that you think San Francisco. 
pass. Well, I really think that the thing that's going to bring Sanford, uh, uh, Kansas City through uh, is two things. Number one, the, the Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, the guy is, uh, is money. Uh, you know, he could have a dollar sign at the end of his game, you know, name. I think that he gives them the edge in the quarterback battle, and I think the quarterback battle is big in, that, in those games when it's tight. The other thing is I really think that uh, Spagnola's defense is better than San Francisco's. Mm. So I think that what he does with his people, and you were talking about it earlier in the show, he actually has, they, I believe I'm right here, they, they had nine guys that had two or more pressures uh, during the course of the, the, the deal. I mean, he brings in everybody from everywhere. Right. Well, you know, Purdy's been pretty decent, but we've seen the last couple of ball games when there's been pressure on him, he hasn't been quite as successful. So I think that combination uh, gives him a chance, and I think that they are okay in the run game. You know, I think Pacheco is capable of making things happen. Yeah, Spagnuolo, like we said earlier, second fewest yards in the league, second fewest points in the league. And those were second only to Baltimore. Now, San Francisco is right there as well. But anyway, right. Kansas City right. led the league with sacks, a, right. a total of 57 too. So. Why do you think Spagnuolo is not getting the recognition, maybe, that he probably deserves? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, because I, Patrick Mahomes is the show or because uh, he's a uh, former head coach, former yeah, DC elsewhere. Yeah, I think that because he it was kind of surprising a couple of the guys that have uh, rebounded like Quinn, for example, he 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 re- rebounded fast. Right. Spagnola, though, did not was not as successful as Quinn. Quinn had them all the way to the final. Right. Whereas Bags hasn't. So. Uh, his ability to rebound as a head coach after being one is probably not as strong. Which I'm realizing, too. We didn't run through, and maybe we can do that next, Josie, uh, run through the head coaching candidate or the head coaching hires, kind of get coach's perspective in yeah. terms of uh, – because now that all those hires are complete. Yeah, because it's funny. I was asked one of those questions, uh, who had the best hire, um, Jim Harbaugh and nobody else, okay? Yeah. Yeah, right. Nobody else. Uh, anyway, we'll get into that. We'll get back into the game as distracts and then the weaknesses uh, of where we think both of these teams might come up short if they do lose it's xl primetime beautiful players grill in mandarin would love for you to drop on by here or make plans to be here when it comes to super bowl watching you can definitely enjoy it they got the big game special they've got 50 wings for 58 bucks you need to put your order in early so they'll have you ready to go in time for super bowl or in time for the big game kickoff playersgrill.com This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. We haven't forgotten about you, Rockers. We haven't forgotten that it is a big hair, heavy metal Friday. Despite uh, Jim Harbaugh gracing the TV screens here at Players Grill and distracting us, we know it's big hair, heavy metal Friday. We know we got one more round of tickets for Welcome to Rockville to give away. JJ, tell the people what they can win. Yes, you can hear Disturbed and many other bands at Welcome to Rockville May 9th through the 12th. So I have a pair of tickets for four-day passes right now, or you can go to welcometorockville.com. Be car number 4641110. Fantastic. Fantastic. Almost as fantastic as Jim Harbaugh gracing our, our screen right now. Actually, it is. Welcome to Rockville is better. But as Josie noted, uh, when you're asked, Coach Campo, who was the best hire of the offseason in terms of head coaches, we can certainly – get into assistant coaches and general managers at another time. 
No question for you that Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers was the best hire. Yeah, I think so because of reputation and what he's done and what he did in the league when he was in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you'd have to say that he's got some street cred for the position. And yeah. some of the other guys are, you know, up and coming and uh, retread. And, you know, this this guy, I think, has really uh, uh, got a chance to be something special. And he's got the quarterback to do it with. So, uh, I'm looking for good things from him. So he got a, or excuse me, he got the Chargers got an A from Cody Benjamin on CBS Sports for the Jim Harbaugh swing. A D plus for Dan Quinn though with yeah. the Washington Commanders. Since that was the one we were discussing with regards to Steve Spagnolo, as we'll get right. ready to kick it back to the Super Bowl and his defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Were you surprised that Dan Quinn was ultimately the higher in Washington? Well, I think he rebounded pretty quick. You know, in my mind, and and it's probably because he he had, did have some success. Uh, I, you know, I'm just not sure. You know, uh, I, I will say this: when I look back on my career, I, I would have been a better head coach the second time around than the first time. And you know, there were uh, mitigating circumstances that caused the first time to not go, but at the same time, there were a lot of things that I would have done differently. So. You know, I can see a guy like Dan Quinn going because I think he's got the look. He's got the, you know, the pedigree. The, the, he's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I, I have to say, I think anybody that looks at a retread would say that that was not an A or a B. Or, you know, they, they, they're going to look and say, wow, you know, he didn't make it before. So, But Jim Harbaugh yeah, well, was, but, yeah, is a yeah, retread. But, yeah, but that's a different story because yeah. Jim – basically did it to himself he yeah, worked he himself out yeah. it wasn't because he, he got run out yeah he you left know. and he walked back in from yeah. a head coaching position right, uh, right from a position of strength right whereas honestly if you think about it Raheem Morris and Dan Quinn both of these guys are D coordinators which already is a uh, a tough position to hire from because everyone wants to see offense and both of those guys did not succeed in the end because remember Dan Quinn as well-respected a defensive guy as he was when he left Seattle to take Atlanta uh, head coaching job with the Falcons, he had a stinky defense. He ended up having a stinky defense in the end, especially when he let Tommy, Tom Brady and company come back from a 28-3 to lead, which is still incredible. And you know D.C. versus Dallas, Coach? They don't like one another, right? Right. So you know D.C. saying, don't you bring that Dallas defense that we last saw on the football field up here to the nation's capital. All I can tell you <laughs> – all I can tell you is this. I love Shanahan. Uh, he's uh, done a wonderful job. I don't like any offensive coordinators. Uh, so uh, I have to uh, – that defense didn't do very well in Atlanta at the end there, but uh, the offense didn't help them any either. Still throwing yeah, yeah. when they were way exactly. up. So, uh, you know, I think Shanahan has learned – as he's gone, that you got to be able to play some defense oh too goodness. in order to win in the big ones and run the ball. Absolutely, and run the ball because uh, I'm sure Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, was yelling at Dan Quinn, the head coach, and saying, "Stop running!" <laughs> or excuse me, "Start running the football." Well, Mia right. has been in the press box with me, so yeah. she knows that how much I think that you know uh, somewhere along the line. Uh, the Jaguars have got to run the football, too. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a little concern. Yeah, there. they get away from it like so yep. many other teams. Yep. And that's why I think all these profiles, I know Ben Solik did one, I think, um, Robert, did Robert Mays or somebody from the or no, somebody from the Athletic did one as well about how Kyle Shanahan was asked about how all these teams say they're looking for the next Shanahan. They want someone who runs the Shanahan offense. But he feels like he's gotten away from that in the last two years. And I would think a big part of that is, number one, 
Christian McCaffrey in the run game is now so essential, although I would argue that part of it is that short passing game with Christian McCaffrey is a lot easier than a short passing game with just any any running back that you find on the street because of how elite he is. And you couple that with the move to trade up for Trey Lance because you felt like just a quote-unquote game manager and Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't win you a Super Bowl, and now here you are on the precipice with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Well, I think the thing with uh, Kyle Shanahan is that he – you know, he, he, he knows he's got a, a great feel for when to do things and when not to do them. You know, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, downgrade him because of that one game. But yeah. uh, he, he has adjusted, and I think that is, is great for him uh, and for San Francisco. And the interesting thing is, this is the interesting thing to me, is that I believe – that uh, Garoppolo's last year, he was seven. I mean, at one point was seventeen and five. Seventeen mm-hmm. win, five losses. That's what Purdy is, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's been able to do it with two guys that everybody says are not the real deal, and also gave up on a guy in between those two, oh, saying yeah. we can't. We, I, I will find someone else to make this work, which is also still incredible because everyone thinks Shanahan can do it with everybody. He was smart enough to go, this is not the guy. And Absolutely. Let's move on. All right, I got to stay on Shanahan, and I'll make this to Saucy, and then we'll weave okay. right into the uh, Pacifico Perfecto. But just to give you an idea of what's at stake with Kyle Shanahan, it really is something, the job that he has done. He is right now blessed with great talent around him as the head coach he's responsible for developing that talent so you've got to give him credit for everything he's done anyway he has the highest career postseason winning percentage among all professional sports in north america saucy nugs winning highest winning percentage he is eight and three with a 727 win clip it's the highest of all the four sports without a championship Mm. so when he finally wins that championship on Sunday, which is what I'm predicting, yep. uh, then he will fall out of that category. But how about a 727 win clip without a trophy in your hands? That's pretty good, except they don't have the trophy. Yeah, so. exactly. He, he doesn't want to be known for that. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. All right, so let's pour a uh, Pacific O and let's see if we can go from the Atlantic to the Pacific O with Perfecto. this perfecto question. And this is not too hard, but at least I want to throw it out there. Um, Paco Pacheco, I love. He has a chance to be the starting running back in his first two seasons in the Super Bowl, back-to-back years since who? Oh, I I didn't click on this, but I saw it on the timeline. It's a Hall of Famer. The first running back to start in consecutive Super Bowls in his first two seasons since who? Emmett. No. No. No, because it, we, it took them three to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Three. Yeah, this is the first first two. I don't know exactly where, you know, how it went with Emmett, but Emmett did not go to the Super Bowl in his, in his first year. It, he didn't go in his first three years. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so yeah. this has to yeah. be in your first yeah, year. First, yeah. In yeah. other words, oh, okay. yeah. he is yeah. first, yeah, your first, first in your second two year. years <laughs> gotcha. in the National Football League. He started the Super Bowl, right. uh, back-to-back Super Bowl. So it's got to be two. somebody from the – uh, Patriots went back to Patriots. Back. The Niners went the back to Niners, back. Niners the, and the Cowboys. It's not him, and uh, that's it, right? So it, it's got to be somebody and from Pittsburgh. The, I'm going to say from Pittsburgh. Amon Green. 
It's a good one. Okay, Amon Green's – I love that guy back in the day. I drafted him so many times on my fantasy league. It was just nuts. It was not Amon Green, though. I just saw one on the text line, and I'm going to refrain from saying it. But is it a Steelers running back? Nope. No? Okay, so wow. it's not – Franco Harris was nope. the one the text yeah. line threw out there. And, again, I'm saying since who. It, Franco could have done it, but I'm just saying oh. since who, okay? In other words, he's the first guy. The most yeah. recent guy. Yeah, yeah, to start back-to-back Super Bowls in his first two years since who? All right, so maybe the Patriots, is it? Denver. Some, somebody at Denver. Uh, oh, true. Oh, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Nope, I No, that wasn't his first two years. I will <laughs> give it to you. 1977 and 78, oh. Hall of Famer Tony Dorsett. Oh, it was the Cowboys. Yep, because you were going through your list and you yeah, said Cowboys, yeah. and I was uh, wondering yeah. if you were going to circle back. But Paco, first running back since Tony Dorsett to yeah, start. See, Super I was Bowls. thinking back to back, but yep. it, he, one of them they lost, right? Yeah, but he started. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I was thinking yep. back to back, but yep. in reality, it's. Uh, yep, and so just, just one row. I have one more reminder, at least today, because we'll, I'll do it again later. The Chiefs selected him 251st overall. Okay, there are two guys that are playing prominent roles in this Super Bowl that were picked 250th or further in the yeah, draft. Purdy and. 251 for Pacheco, 11 picks before Brock Purdy was taken, oh. 262. Crazy. Yeah. That just goes how. <laughs> it, is, it is nuts, and Well, man. that just goes how, how uh, the draft is so uh, subjective. Yeah. I mean, you know, that it's not it's not an exact science. Oh, no. By the by way, stretch. enjoy one of those delicious Pacificos by the bottle right here at Players Grill. Absolutely. And by the way, speaking of the draft, we are doing expansive draft coverage at 1010XL.com. Coach Campo is on the panel each week. We release our big boards by position you can find that on your x page facebook instagram we have it posted all over the place and of course at 1010xl.com uh, let's take a look at your wide receiver rankings mm-hmm. a little bit of draft talk coach mm-hmm. are we, are we yeah. okay with that no, let's do that right. before I, we get to uh i haven't really gotten into it as much as i am going to but i have seen these guys well so. ne- next week we're doing offensive linemen yeah i know you're going to be in the weeds on that i'm going to be right on top of that and then the defense the week after that i know you right. will be in the weeds so let's do that let's also give our final thoughts ahead of the big game on sunday coming up final segment of the week forthcoming on xl primetime it's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Do you uh, remember, Mia, when we asked the question, I don't know, two or three days ago, go in order the number or actually go in order the quarterbacks that Pat Mahomes has beaten. Remember we went through yes. that? Yes. And it was Trev, it was Jalen, Lamar, Josh Allen, anyway, so on and so forth. This number still blows my mind, and I'll throw, I'll pair this up with one other number as we talk just a little more Super Bowl before we are done today. Pat Mahomes has now gone six consecutive postseason starts without throwing a pick. Six starts without throwing a pick, longest streak ever by a starting quarterback in the playoffs. Now Saucy remember, Nugs. This year he had a career high. 14 interceptions. Okay, he was not necessarily taking care of the football, but. This guy ramps up at the right time. He's not thrown an interception in 18 quarters, 155 passes. So well, that's what we're hoping that Trevor's going to be able to do. He did it last year when yep. he when he made the decision. And and again, there's a lot of different reasons why he didn't have as good a year, in my opinion, as he as he could have had or should have had or whatever. But He's proven that he's, he can do it. He can be more focused, and he can, uh, you know, 
not force plays. And so that's what we're hoping. But that's a fantastic stat, yeah. especially in the big games, yes. you know, the playoff games. Right. Against know? one defense, Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, he's just grown up at this point. Yeah, yeah. Playing postseason games. And not that yeah. Trevor Lawrence hasn't because he was playing in the postseason in his second year. But when, when you just look with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, year one, you're playing in an AFC title game. Year one, because I don't count the actual year one. Right. I count it as his yeah, first he had year. One start. Yeah. Right. His first year actually starting right out the gate, you're making a run. Yeah. And you probably should have been playing in the Super Bowl that year, with all due respect to the Patriots and yeah. the overtime and yeah. the coin flip rule. Right. Yeah. And so that's where, like, it's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to compare Trevor to Patrick Mahomes because, again, we were just watching the clip from Merrill Hodge on NBC Sports Chicago in on Super, on Super Bowl Radio Row right now, mm-hmm. and he's out here saying, if you're the Bears, you can't say we missed on Patrick, and so we need to make up for that by selecting Caleb Williams. And he's insisting that, you know, yeah. Caleb Williams is not yeah. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. No one is Patrick Mahomes, and so you can't – you, you can't operate under that sort of logic. Yeah. How long would you go with Justin Fields if you're a head coach before saying there is a there is a guy out there that might get us to where we want to go and this guy isn't? Well, that's you know that's a decision you have to make and and they they can make it because they've been around the guy. You yeah. know they know the one thing they don't know is exactly what Caleb is going to be, but they know now what Justin is in their mind mm-hmm. in comparison to what's going to happen. What is this? Is this going to be his third or a fourth? Fourth, year? fourth yeah. Fourth he's the same year. as Trevor. Yeah, I would say that this would be a, 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 a cutoff right now. Mm-hmm. In other words, do we think he's going to go forward? If we don't and we think Caleb can, this is, we, we're not going to pass up a guy that's maybe the number one quarterback in the draft. And you reset pick. the clock, too, financially. Yeah. yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and if you're Matt Everflus, you might buy another year. Absolutely. Right, there's you know? also and that. They, they did change their offensive guys, uh, right. but they definitely were – he knows he was feeling some heat this year. That's Absolutely. when he started to be a little more aggressive second half of the year, and I know you know him. Well, he got on the defense and uh, pulled it out. And then mm-hmm. they ended up being a top-five defense when yes. all was said and done. Absolutely. Uh, let's give Tommy some love since you and him had lunch, but he's also a Bears fan. Right. God bless him and Taylor Dahl for, yeah, they're, for they're, carrying yeah. that baton. Yeah for us um and the notion that you were telling us coach as we're looking at our 1010xl draft guide which of course you can access on 1010xl.com's website before we give you our final thoughts for the super bowl you said there's a lot of speculation out of bears camp of if they were to say hey let's trade the number one overall pick for a treasure trove of picks let's say they are the first team in line to select a non-quarterback or non-quarterback that they wouldn't go with marvin harrison jr yeah, uh, well, that's Tommy looking at the same things we're looking at, right. all the mock drafts and stuff. And for some reason, there's a number of the mock drafts that are saying that they like Adunze better than Marvin. Marvin Harrison. So I don't know the answer to that. Harrison's my pick. He's your number one overall. Yeah, Across I mean, the board, by the way, spoiler alert, yeah, at 1010XL. I've seen enough of him. I haven't seen enough of Adunze to say that he's better than Marvin Harrison. And, and, Let me yeah, put and just, and for what it's worth, Marvin Harrison didn't shine because of the quarterback play that he had to right. deal with this year. Yes. He was great last year, went healthy, yeah. of course, because C.J. Stroud was throwing it to him. And I think some people look at that, guys making these picks. It's 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 uh subjective you know there's no exact science so some of these guys see that Harrison didn't have quite as good a gear this year Dunze had a great year okay so Dunze's better well you know I'm going on a a full body of work 
You know, I, I, there's no question in my mind that Harrison, there's no question in my mind that Harrison will be the first non-quarterback picked. Yeah. It's that's just how not high. offense or defense. That's as soon as the first, quarterbacks are first done. First non-quarterback yeah. pick is going to be Harrison. It's just mind. how high. Three, yeah. four, four, five, you know, two, wherever he lands. Whatever it is. Heck, I'm seeing something earlier today, and again, there's going to be all this time for draft talk, but it still drives you a little crazy when you see the possibility of five of the first six just because they love elevating the quarterbacks. Yeah. They love talking about them. All right, so one final time, our, our Super Bowl. I, I like, and I may be crazy, but I like San Francisco in this game because of the full complement of what they have defensively and offensively. Shanahan's as hungry as anybody. Andy Reid was hungry as anybody when he finally got Kansas City over the hump to win 22 interceptions this season by the 49ers they led the national football league uh and finished top 10 in sacks this will be the game that that chiefs offensive line will get exposed that's what i'm going with well this is going to be the game where they're going to have to play there's no question about it i mean they have some quality pass rushers but there have been some games where the uh, the san francisco pass rush has not shown up now. oh it's true you know, and, and uh, you know, Kansas City has done pretty well against yeah. good rushers. So I'm amazed at how good they've done with yeah, that line. Yeah, exactly. That line. And, and really the ability of the quarterback to make plays and move and all those things is a factor as well, you know, with, with how you handle great pass rushers. You know, you've got to be able to, you know, get on the perimeter. You've got to, you know, know when to run up inside, yeah. all those things. So, you know, I, I think San Francisco, I think it's going to be a great ball game. I, you know, I'm picking it just a two or three point, just like the right. the spread What's is. your score? you got the Chiefs, I know. I've got, I've got the Chiefs at 24-21. So right, I'm, going, a, I'm going 27-21 the other way. Well, let's pair this with the draft guide. What, what did we say about Marvin Harrison? It's all about who's throwing him the football. Mm-hmm. Guess yeah. who's throwing the football for the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. It right. doesn't matter who he's throwing to. They're going right. to look like an all-star because it's right. Patrick Mahomes, and that's why I have the Chiefs. 28, yeah. 24. 28, 24, 52 yeah. points. Listen, yeah. I'm paying attention to totals. Yeah. JJ well, and I are keeping an eye on 40, these totals. What is it, 47 it's and a half? It's 47 and a half, and <laughs> I, I, it, it has a chance. To, I got it just barely uh, yeah. clipping clipping the over. So we'll see. All right, we are done. We say thanks to the Players Grill folks here. Uh, Phil and Megan have done a great job at all of them. Don't forget Miramar. That's on Hendricks. Oakleaf, they got their beautiful Players Grill set up over there. And, of course, right here in Mandarin on San Jose Boulevard. So we are done. But don't forget Super Bowl. They've got all the plans for you. Don't forget pizza 50% off. Okay, Ooh. 50% off on National Pizza Day. We will say hello to the Francis Show coming up. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. Let's say hello to the embedded and shredded. Our man Hayes Carline joins us now as the Francis show is getting ready to roll. Hayes, what is up? What is going on? It's been so much fun listening to you guys. I always uh, miss when I don't get a chance to see you in person, but it's, uh, it's been a fun show to listen to. Well, you know, we've been breaking it down. I know you guys will as well, and I'm trying to convince myself of several things because, uh, Hayes, I'm being honest here, i got many parlays and <laughs> teaser bets out there right now, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the formula. Uh, it's, it's, this is one of those games that I think there's a lot of, a lot of juicy ones out there, and uh, yeah. 
you know, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, what hits and what doesn't. And Joe, I hope uh, I hope you have all the good fortune in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I don't. I need a little bit of luck on my side, and I'll take it if it's coming from you. All right. So, uh, like uh, ways that we have looked at the game today, there have been countless. But we started off our show with Freddie T not getting into the hall. What was your reaction to that? Uh, I, it's not the worst thing because he did make it to the finalist group. Yeah, I, I mean, it's disappointing, but I don't think it's an outrage. Uh, I mean, I, I, would, I am shocked Antonio Gates didn't get in. Uh, 116 touchdown receptions. He had uh, 11 seasons with at least seven receiving touchdowns. Like, to me, I'm of the opinion of if Antonio Gates got snubbed, you can't be all that outraged by Fred Taylor not getting in. I, I think his time will come. So it's disappointing, but uh, I was surprised by – the result, I, I don't really have any problem with the five that got in. Uh, I think there's some good depth, but I just was really surprised that Antonio Gates got left out considering just what a statistical monster he was for such a long time in his career. Yeah, It's just a great story from start to finish. It really was. Uh, so I know you guys will bat it around. What else you guys got? Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into all that. We'll talk some Gators. Uh, we're excited about the uh, walk-off tournament next week, so uh, Frank will give us a preview of that. And, uh, yeah, lots to get to. We'll talk tons of Super Bowl coming up on the Frangie Show. All right, buddy. Thanks, Hayes. We'll be listening. Thank you, guys. All right, so they are going to get theirs cranking as J.J. gets it cranking, that little anthem we have on Friday. We had a good time giving out welcome to Rockville tickets and Motley Crue is one of them. Oh, this is this is Twisted Sister, but they will have one of our big hair bands, many of our big hair bands there. We say thanks to Players Grill. Don't forget they got all the specials. All you got to do is log on Players Grill with an E, playersgrill.com, and get your order in for wings. We are done. Joe C., Coach Campo, Mia, Maddie, who's off today, Big Surge, and John Party for taking care of us here. Throw it back to JJville. Come on, Joe. That ain't good enough. You gotta suck the blood out my mouth. Let's go, baby. Whoa!